You're mentally ill, lady. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, February 12th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 382. This is No Agenda. Doing my best to ignore the distraction of the week here at Camp Mofo in the capital of the Drone Star State. Coming to you from Austin, Texas in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where things never change. Hey, we started the show at 9.09. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Vaughn and Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> yeah, there must be some secret Illuminati meeting to that. 9.09, everybody. And in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. And in the morning to you, Adam Curry. And to all ships at sea and boots on the ground. Feats in the air, drones overhead, earthquake machines in the oceans, aliens underground, moon bases on the dark side, spooks in the wires, bankers in the government, special ops in the sand, clones in the White House, shills in the Congress, shills on the hill, stooges in the media, hackers in the, ba- in the ballot machines, sysadmins on the inside, producers on the job, knights in the service, formulas in the propagations, memes in the cold, and fractals in the universe. And all of our... Uh, Human resources in the chat room at noagendachat. So you have a list there you're reading? Noagendastream.com. No, I just made that up, man. That's off of the top of my head. That's the kind of professional I am. And the list that I got. (laughs) So I'm really bummed because I played this awesome little little ditty on the the pre-stream before we start the show and we do it live, uh, which we do every single Thursday and Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, but I was on like the backup server because of all the problems we had on uh, on Thursday. So uh, I'd like to play it again, and I think you will enjoy this as well, John. It's a little uh, a little uh, ditty one of our producers put together. Just how to, long is it? Thirty seconds. Oh, <laughs> but that was that long song you were playing. Now get out there and whoop Obama's behind. Ah! one of the more musical things we've received he's uh, who was who was that because he's obviously a dj uh, i don't know um i forget who sent it i'll put uh. it in the show notes he did a couple other things i thought that he was like hey man i'm just trying something out hope you like it i'm like like it i love <laughs> yeah, it pretty good yeah are you, t- are you kidding finish me the show with that finish the show with i you. will it's awesome <laughs> the reverend manning whoop it with the constitution whoop it whoop it whoop it well, where we're gonna uh, in retrospect, uh, the clip I played last week. There's a a, a guy sent a, a mix between. Uh, if we had this guy see a seal on that was talking about what's going on in uh, Syria. Yeah, and uh, so uh, John Upper sent in a clip pointing out the fact that this guy sounds exactly like a General Akbar. From the Star Wars movie. Oh, did he, make, did he mix it up? Okay, let me listen to this. One has to see this as a concerted attack, assault on not only Syria, but Iran as well. You can see here the Death Star <laughs> orbiting the forest moon of Endor. Although the weapon systems on this Death Star are not yet operational, the Death Star does have a strong defense mechanism. You see, uh, Iran, Syria, and their ally Hezbollah in Lebanon, that trio, a sort of Tehran-Damascus-Hezbollah axis, has in recent years been the main 
obstacle to American and Israeli hegemony in the Middle East. It is protected by an energy shield, which is generated <laughs> from the nearby forest moon of Endor. The shield must be deactivated if any attack is to be attempted. Once the shield is down, our cruisers will create a perimeter while the fighters fly into the superstructure and attempt to knock out the main reactor. Ah, there you go. Proof that you've been preconditioned for this to happen. That's great. It's him. It's totally him. In fact, he could have said those words, and we still have been like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. that, yeah, no. yeah exactly. Okay. You know, it's, um, it's so funny because... After uh, the the mammoth Leviathan uh, explanation, I actually thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to cut that down to a YouTube video. See if I could, because it was like an hour that we discussed the uh, the huge. Uh, well, basically the what, what I'm just calling it the Leviathan project. I, you know, people probably in a few episodes episodes from now will be like, what? What the hell are they talking about? Uh, but it's uh, if you haven't heard it, episode 381. We had a pretty good conversation about. Uh, what all this bull crap in the, the Mediterranean, the Middle East is all about. It's all about the gas pipelines. And so I'm sitting there actually editing. And I always have uh, here in the studio, I always have, uh, I actually have uh, two satellite feeds and I've got my uh, my iPad running CNN. And uh, I happen to be watching Sky News as well. And uh, <laughs> and as I, and the only thing we didn't discuss was this. I'm like, oh, crap. I now I got to we got to talk about it on the show so I can put it into this uh, this montage I'm making. Two explosions have killed at least 25 people and injured over 170 others in Syria's second largest city, Aleppo. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. Well, we know that the pipeline uh, that goes into uh, the Arabs, the Arab pipeline that goes to Turkey, that, you know, it has to go from Homs, where all of this, uh, I'm sorry, where... Um, Assad is killing, slaughtering, the Syrian slaughter. He's killing his own people. That it has to go through Aleppo. <laughs> like, oh, oh we, we, should, we should have just said, watch for something to happen, Aleppo. We completely forgot. And would there it is. In the red book, you would have nailed it. would have totally nailed it. The funny thing is, this was an explosion. Of course, it's the pipeline uh, construction that exploded. And, uh, you know, it was Syrian soldiers pr- uh, predominantly who, uh, who died. And this report says, okay, well, it, uh, we got an explosion in Aleppo. Now back to Homs. And now there are reports that Syrian forces are preparing to mount a final assault on the rebel city of Homs. <laughs> it's like, okay, something happened up there. Please, please, whatever you do, don't look over there. There's nothing to see don't there. Don't look over here. <laughs> nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. Please continue to look at Homs. Homs? Hey, homies, Homs. It was just... Uh, just phenomenal to to see these things unfold. And now, of course, I'm like, okay, Whitney Houston's death. I'm sure it's related to the pipeline somehow. It's like everything I everything I see is like, how is how does it relate to the pipeline? How? I, well, it doesn't. Oh. <laughs> no, no, please, I'm good. So you may have no, la- no. nailed something. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Left field. I'm here. good. I'm not that the Whitney, good. The Whitney Houston thing is. Uh, I well, mean, let's everyone talk, let's, who it, listens to the show knows that there's some basic things that we'll, we would assert, which is, you know, she just finished a movie. Yes. It's probably a turkey. Sparkle. Well, actually, you know what the movie's about? Yeah, it's about some, it's about her. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally, Basically. it's literally uh, what, what about I, a drug addicted yeah. woman <laughs> yeah. became a star. Exactly. <laughs> three success, three sisters from a former successful singing group and must deal with the fallout of fame and drugs. 
Yeah. So, um, that's, so that movie probably is a turkey that needed a little boost. Yeah. Also, the, somebody pointed out in this morning's email that on the upcoming Tuesday Glee. Yeah, they're doing a whole Whitney Houston um, um, uh, special. I don't know about you, but you can't turn around this stuff that fast. No, it's so funny because I was sitting here with Christina last night and because uh, she's visiting and uh, Miss Mickey is in L.A. Uh, doing some work. And uh, so I'm like, oh, really? This is all about uh, the Grammys and and uh, you get a boost. Well, they need uh, there's some other things that uh, that I would mention here. She also was just offered. And it's funny because, you know, like two days ago, there was news that she was offered uh, a judge's position on the X Factor. Uh, so, uh, I'm, you know, I, l- listen, I'm telling you, when it com- just that alone, when it comes to the war between X Factor, American Idol and The Voice. Um, I can see it would be worth it to kill her, not to have her as a judge. I mean, I would I, if she was a judge on the X Factor. I'd watch. That'd be pretty funny, you know. So, I'm, <laughs> so I'm sure that you know that that alone would be worth it just to kill her. And Christina's so funny. You know, I'm like, well, you know, do you really want to listen to my conspiracy theory? She says, Dad, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's marketing. <laughs> I'm like, I love you so much. You're so smart. But uh, the, even before it came out, even before I saw interviews with Ken Ehrlich, who I know, who's the guy who uh, usually he used to direct all of these shows. And I, I don't know if he's still directing or just producing. Um, I was like, oh, OK, this is really obvious. This is to uh, promote uh, Jennifer Hudson. And you watch. I said she'll be doing the big tribute to Whitney. And Christina's like, how do you know? I said, well, it's, this, is, this is how it goes. This, this is exactly the marketing. In fact, Piers Morgan, the shill, had Clive Davis on. Clive Davis is the, uh, uh, without a doubt, I think he actually loved Whitney Houston for a while, although he's gay, but loved as in a, a fatherly love. Uh, he was on Piers Morgan with Jennifer Hudson. What does this lady rank? She really ranks right up there. For me... I've been known to be involved with divas, whether it started with D.M. Warwick, which mm. led to Aretha Franklin, and then it led to Whitney and Annie Lennox. Uh, when I saw that audition... By the way, it's Annie Lennox. For someone you claim to have discovered, at least get her name right, Clive. For that mm. movie part, uh, I saw a depth and a range and a soulfulness that really ranks at the top mm level and that's why we've been working together ever since i mean i've always assumed and correct me if i'm wrong but it would be hard to beat whitney at her peak hard right when i hear you sometimes i do genuinely feel and i'm not as expert like clive is but i feel she's nearly there maybe as good now Oh, there's, listen, it's hard to make comparisons for years, you know, working with the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, yeah. I was always said, well, can Whitney compare with uh, Aretha? When you, they're all-timers, and Jennifer does, definitely has that potential. So it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a win-win for Clive, because now, of course, uh, Whitney being worth a lot more dead than she is alive, Jennifer Hudson will shine at the Grammys tonight. And uh, just to end this topic, because it's annoying me to no end, because all of a sudden nothing else was happening in the world. Uh, yeah. the, the only the only clip that you will not hear on the news, um, and, I, and I I couldn't decide what to play, if I was going to play you know, her not being able to hit the notes anymore, or she was all cracked out, or this uh, stellar piece that is often referred to 
in her interview with uh, Diane Sawyer, but no one uh, plays anymore because, of course, we have to honor Whitney Houston. It was a crackhead. First of all, let's get one thing straight. Crack is cheap. I make too much money to ever smoke crack. Let's get that straight, okay? We don't do crack. We don't do that. Your crack is whack. Yeah, so was that clip, unfortunately. Now, that was her saying, uh, crack is for, for cheap. We're too rich. We don't do crack. Crack is whack. So uh, I don't feel bad for Whitney at all. In hindsight, though, uh, I was thinking, you know, we started our careers around the same time, and I worked with her when I was 19. I think she was 20. Maybe tw- I was 20. She was 21. And she was on the show I was uh, presenting at the time in, uh, in Gitmo Nation Lowlands. And... Um, this was when she had her first hit, I Want to Dance with Somebody. And I recall thinking, wow, she's really strange. She was a complete, in hindsight now I realize she was, of course, an MK Ultra subject. She was completely mind controlled. D- you know, did whatever her handlers told her to do. Not a single smile. You know, and we were young. You know, like when you're young, you're supposed to be like, man, isn't this cool? Can you believe this shit? This is, this is awesome. Look what we're doing. We're on TV. You're singing. You know, no, just nothing. Just a complete non-blink stare. And uh, if anything, this was an Illuminati sacrifice. So, <laughs> why don't you save this for the second half of the show? Well, uh, you know, I didn't even—I was still on Syria. You brought, you wanted to get the Whitney thing in there, so we're done with her. Okay, good. So let me get back to uh, to Leviathan. I was, I was expecting you to come up with the Hollywood whackers. Um, no, I'm telling you, it's an Illuminati sacrifice. Uh, this is to change the thinking and the mindset and the energy of the world. Something very important is going to happen. Uh, save it for the second half. Well, you ask me again. Stop asking me then. All right. So back to what's uh, the real news of what is happening in uh, uh, with this huge oil discovery in Israel. Man, Lucifer Clinton... She literally didn't waste any time. This week has been a very, very, very busy week for her. You okay there? Go on. As uh, Now, of course, we know that uh, we're going to have some form of transport of this gas through Cyprus into Greece. And uh, I've got tons that I can talk about. We'll touch on some of it briefly. I don't want to repeat everything we did on 381. Uh, But guess who shows up in Washington? Oh, boy. We have... The foreign minister from Cyprus with Lucifer, and she does one of her little clippity clop things where uh, they both come out through the doors that open up like Darth Vader's entering. And here comes Lucifer. I have the clippity clop sounds. Very interesting. First, we'll we'll listen. It's it's very short. It's a minute in total. As uh, uh, Lucifer starts off with her reasoning, how important it is that the Cyprus foreign minister is in Washington. And then what the, what the Cypriot foreign minister says is, I mean, it's if you now relate that to our pipeline theory, it's pretty astounding the things that are coming out of her pie hole. Well, I'm delighted to welcome uh, a, a, a another foreign minister uh, and one with whom uh, we work closely um, and the relationships uh, between our two countries is uh, deepening and broadening all of the time. Deepening and broadening all of the time. Yeah, gee, I wonder why. Is that because your buddies there of uh, noble energy are in Cyprus, uh, Hillary? Is that why it's so important? Uh, we're you know, very pleased uh, that we 
uh, work together on regional issues uh, as well as bilateral. Regional issues, okay. You mean like the big gas field in Israel, uh, Lucifer there? And we will be uh, discussing those in great depth. Uh-huh. It's all about the depth, by the way, which I think is funny. It's deep depth. It's all down, low, yeah, underground, the pipeline. And I, I want to uh, welcome uh, you here, Foreign Minister, and thank you for coming. Madam Secretary, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to be here with you and uh, discuss, uh, I think, on a very interesting and important agenda that we have. In- ah, those cameras are so annoying. And why don't they mic these, are these people? These digital cameras. You don't have to have... have they, they make no, they don't racket. have to make any noise at all. It's they so annoying. There's somebody's mic the cameras. Yeah. Well, it's it's so... I guess it's so we don't hear because she's giving a lot uh, away. Dealing with uh, issues of common interest. And- oh, issues of common interest. Mm, what could that be, John? What common interest do we have with Cyprus? <laughs> None. None. <in> None. <laughs> Concerned. <laughs> Primarily the Cyprus question. Uh, issues about our presidency, the European Union, the Middle East, uh, and uh, our neighborhood in uh, the north part of um, Africa. And the- oh, it's all about uh, North Africa and the Middle East and the Mediterranean. And- uh, uprising. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the Arab uprising? <laughs> you mean all about that Israeli gas? Yeah, uh, Arab Spring. All these are very interesting issues, and I look forward to discussing them with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank you all. oh the cameras are so annoying. I didn't realize how annoying it is. So, um, you know, uh, 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 along with this comes some interesting news. Uh, there's now, you know, we've been talking about the, the pipeline. Cyprus uh, is probably going to get a. Um, a natural gas terminal would be a floating natural gas terminal. Uh, this, all of this in the show notes, of course, 382.nashownotes.com. Even more interesting, though, uh, today, or actually uh, yesterday, came word that uh, the Nabucco pipeline, this is the uh, pipeline that, which was Europe's flagship uh, project, uh, the gas pipeline uh, to the Caspian Sea, uh, is definitely off. It's not, the, the project is dead. Gee, I wonder why it's dead. And what's even crazier, these guys, are they're so into, into getting this done that they're now talking about the world's longest undersea power cable. Cyprus could become an energy bridge between the European and Asian continents by uh, installing a four, 540 nautical mile undersea power cable that would transport 2,000 megawatts of power at a depth of approximately 2,000 meters. That's pretty, uh, that's rare, I'd have to say. They really want to get this power um, into Europe, and they really want to do it quickly. That seems like that's a really easy, I mean, I don't know, I, I've ne- I don't know about un- undersea power cables. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine somebody blowing that thing up. You'd have a lot of electrocuted fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be fish forever, that's for sure. Maybe it's down there just to block the fish from coming in from the uh, Stargate. <laughs> Thank you. And then um, comes news. Yeah, really. Um, that there will be, I'm sorry, the offshore Israel liquid, liquefied natural gas infrastructure contract has been awarded to an Italian firm. Well, that's very interesting. An Italian firm. So all eyes now on Italy, because if we're already uh, bringing in the new oligarchs in Greece who will take over the infrastructure, 
Italy will be next. It's not going to be Portugal. It's not going to be Spain. We have to take over Italy. And who shows up in Washington this week, John? Oh, my goodness. The the attache from Italy. Yes, the Italian foreign minister with Lucifer doing her clippity-clop. 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 Fucking cameras. Well, good afternoon. And uh, we are delighted to be welcoming uh, the prime minister to the White House this afternoon for his meeting with President Obama. And the foreign minister, uh, who is well-known in Washington. Well-known? Oh, yeah, we know him quite well. Uh, here to the State Department in his new capacity. Uh, the United States and Italy have such a strong uh, friendship and alliance, and uh, we are working on a full range of important issues. Very important issues. Hmm, what could those be? Pizza imports? Hmm. From our common efforts in Afghanistan to our concerns over Syria to, of course, uh, the economic issues that will be uh, the topic of the conversation. As we take over all your crap. With the president. Uh, but I want to underscore how confident we are in Italy, in Italy's future, in the extraordinary commitment uh, that uh, Prime Minister Monti and his government are bringing to the challenges confronting uh, the Italian people and in the Italian people themselves. Uh, so it is with uh, great uh, personal pleasure that I welcome you back, Minister. Wow. Is she blowing him or what? <laughs> and, you know, it's like, please, this is a, you know, the Monty, of course, is a Goldman Sachs shill who was brought in. Uh, and, it, and and if you relate this to how the power has to flow from Greece through Italy, it makes total sense that Italy is next. Thank you very much, Mr. Secretary. It's a great pleasure. It's an honor to be seen here at the State Department. And uh, I believe that we are going to have a very interesting conversation about uh, political issues, which are... Uh, yeah, right. I'm sure we talk about political issues. No, about divvying up the, the, the goods. A common concern to both our countries and where we are involved. You know, Madam Secretary, that we are particularly engaged in Mediterranean issues. Mm-hmm. Mediterranean issues? Hmm. You just have to replace... And every single time one of these douchebags says political, just think commercial. If they say, you know, the people think us. You know, just replace yeah, all those no, words. The funny thing, you know, I was thinking about this uh, over the last couple of days. And, uh, you know, Sarah Palin used to... who is was at CPAC, but Sarah Palin used to brag about how it was set up in Alaska where the, the, people, where the, the people got the money. The people got, you know, they had a lot of oil up there that gets pulled out and it gets divvied up. Everybody gets a check for a couple grand at least. Everybody in the whole state. And their tax rates are low because it helps pay for the taxes. Like you have a natural resource that's specific to that state. And since we are a federal style government where the states have these powers, you, you just say, hey, this is... Uh, Stuff that belongs to the people of the state, and they share it. Even though you know, you can see, well, that's just a bunch of communists. It's socialists, <laughs> communists, commies. Damn it, it's communists. <laughs> but the but the thing is, is it that belongs it, to the people. Of course, it does. It belongs. And so California has always irked me because even though I and I'd worked for an oil company, uh, Union Oil of California, and I was always thought it was unfair that we not only had oil that was being pulled out of the ground just. A, underneath everybody and uh, privately owned and uh, and we not only got no benefits from this as a state we got very little tax income because we're broke 
but they would also they would also have the highest gas prices. I mean, during the crisis in the seventies and the one more recently, our gas prices like right now it's like four dollars a gallon. It's just like. We pay more. We would get screwed twice. It's unbelievable. You know, and, and, and this is why the, you, you wound up at the end of your career doing this show and you're not like some elitist uh, with a billion dollars because your thinking is all wrong. Yeah, no, my thinking is totally wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm a communist. He's stupid. He's stupid. I'm a stupid communist. Stupid communist. Now, listen. And so it's like <laughs> these countries that have always had that, that idea. I mean... Uh, uh, Kuwait shares the wealth with its uh, citizens. They have a, you know, they, it's a higher standard of living. Hey, citizens. Uh, Saudi Arabia, every time they have some issues going on, they, they just write a check to everybody. Hey, calm down, people. Here's a check. Here's what a do check. you want? Yeah. Five grand? Yeah. Five grand? Shut you up? Okay, five grand. Right. So they do that. We don't do any of that because we're taught that this is not right. It should all be owned by a guy a who scams everybody because <laughs> he's got the government on his side. It's just like it's always. But some of these countries like Greece, as we, as we, as we point out in the last show, and, and to a lesser extent Italy, but definitely Cyprus, they always had this common ownership idea, but now they're getting screwed out of it by the by the uh, the true uh, elitists, you know, the people who, yeah, the people who really run the world. Thirty more seconds of the minister of the foreign minister from Italy, especially uh, the developments in the, in the societies which are leading to all sorts of uh, democratic institutions and which are reaffirming the sense of the Arab Spring. But they're also see he's also talking about the Arab Spring. So it's all code for. We got it. We're in. We're in the. We're in the pocket. Learned about developments in Syria and Iran, and that is something where we should have a common purpose and a common understanding on, on how to proceed. So, oh yeah, we have an understanding. Sure you do. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, thank you for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you all yeah, so thank you. very much. Yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, applause. Yeah, yeah. This, this, exactly. It's like good job, boy. Good job. All that camera action. So um, I looked. Now, what at, kind of shots do they expect to get? Yeah, really. <laughs> and why is it so loud? And why aren't they mic'd? Yeah, it's very annoying. Um, so of course, uh, uh, the stupid slaves in Greece are rioting and protesting once again. And this is about the new package from the troika, and uh, it's gotten pretty bad uh, in Greece. But of course, the Greek government doesn't actually give a rat's ass about the people. They care about the bailout package. And I looked at the package. You know, it, it, we all talk about it and they just talk about, oh, the money, the money, the austerity. And I'm like, well, what actually is in this package that they have to sign? And uh, I was able to find a list. And uh, here it is from Reuters. So there's fiscal adjustment uh, before any funds are dispersed uh, under the bailout. The government must pass a supplementary budget, including spending cuts. Okay. Bank recapitalizations, i.e. give money to the banks, taxpayer money to the banks. And then here it is, privatizations. This is part of the mandate from the European Union and the Troika Starfleet Command. The Troika being the IMF, um, the uh, European Central Bank, and what is the third one in the Troika? I don't know. The Darth EU, Vader. Uh, Council. Darth Vader. Or Darth Vader. Here it is. Uh, cumulative privatization receipts should be at least 4.5 billion euros by the end of 2012, 7.5 billion by the end of 2013, 12.12 .12 billion by the end of 2014, and 15 billion 
by the end of 2015, an initial privatization target of 50 billion, 50 billion euros <clears throat> should be achieved over the medium term. Point two, increased powers for Greece's privatization agency to sell assets in pieces or liquidate it if it cannot be sold in its current form. It's very important, this uh, little ditty here. And the third point, the list of companies who full, whose full or partial privatization will be launched in 2012 include gas company Depa, gas grid operator Despa, and the refiner Hellenic Petroleum. So there it is. There is it's black and white forced on the people that they're... Their ownership in the most <laughs> their imp- ownership of these about to make a lot of money. Yeah, operations is, is now done. And then I see, and, and I'm like, oh, okay. So they got more power. The uh, the privatization agency. Well, it turns out uh, in July, Greece named a new team that will head up the privatizations agency. That is set up to undertake these billions of euros and at the sale of uh, billions of euros. So who's in it? Well, let's see. Finance minister, blah, 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 picked Eurobank equities executive Kostas Mitropoulos as the agency's managing director. So that's, uh, let me see, is that a banker? Yeah, that's a banker. Uh, a private bank, I might add. Uh, he also named Giannis Koukiadis. Uh, a law professor and former minister and European Parliament deputy as board chairman. Well, this is getting pretty good. We've got some really partial guys on here. This this sounds really good. Um, other board members, Andreas Toprensis, uh, former CEO of Hellenic Post. <laughs> so they'll probably sell off the post office. And former chief executive of Athens Water. Yeah, of course. Don't forget, we're trying to do the same thing here with our post office. Yes, of course. So, but we now, now when you look at Greece, you just say, oh, that's the new Russia. This is, it's, it, everything fits. And it's no, a- the Russian model worked very well for certain groups of people that were well connected. Look, I'm well connected. I, I need to get something for my, uh, all the work I've done for you guys. Yeah, everyone's connected, and uh, and they're doing it right on the backs of the slaves, and they give them all kinds of little things like you know elections. Oh, you can go elect, you can pretend to elect somebody, and all kinds of little. Oh no, the public is just completely uh, out to lunch on this whole thing. Yeah. All the protesters, they don't know anything. Any, they just they just throw stuff and get it out of their system. Yeah, it's, it's good the for real you. Troublemakers get isolated and thrown in jail, and that's yeah, or the, worse. Almost like a uh, shut up, slave. It's almost like a, uh, a honeypot. Uh, and I had mentioned on the previous uh, episode uh, about, you know, that how all this relates to the Arab Spring and that Egypt's uh, uh, pipeline uh, had been blown up as well. Uh, actually, I found an article as I was researching for my video. Egypt's gas export pipeline in 2011 was attacked 10 times. <laughs> 10 times. Hmm. 10 times. It is so obvious what is going on. And then just just to make it completely crazy, I think you call it re- recursion. Maybe we call it fractal. But the, the, the script leaked out for the reality show, uh, that is uh, this interview with uh, Assad. I'm sure you saw this. Maybe you didn't. 
Is this the one that you played in the last show? No, 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 no. So what happened is uh, Anonymous, oh, those awesome dudes at Anonymous, whoever they may be, apparently hacked into the uh, Syrian Ministry of Presidential Affairs email system and exposed emails which showed that the Assad regime is out to propagandize Americans who are so stupid that they can be manipulated by the media. So this is this was so mind-boggling. I want to play this report from Wolf, Wolf Blitzer. And what's crazy about it is here's a report that is supposed to tell you that you are that you are being manipulated by the Assad regime. But of course, this is actually manipulation in itself, and we're buying into it. This is how stupid we are. Syrian opposition group is reporting as many as 137 deaths at the hands of government forces today. And now we're getting a shocking inside look at how the Syrian government shocking. is allegedly spinning the crackdown to the outside world. The source? Secret emails post secret emails. Secret, John. They're secret. They were secret. If they were secret... They would be called cables. They're secret emails. ...by the notorious hacking group Anonymous. Brian Todd is here. He's working the story for us. Uh, Brian, what exactly are you finding out? Wolf, one person we know who is connected to that hacker group Anonymous says... Uh, one person we know. Uh, <laughs> you mean your CIA handler? Is that who you're it talking about? It could be about? anybody. Uh, I mean, you can say that yourself. That's so far. I'm going to say that all the time. And when I was talking to Anonymous the other day... These uh, emails appear to be authentic, and if so, it does not look like Bashar Assad's aides have a very high opinion of Americans. It's days before a big interview with an American network. Barbara Walters. And Bashar al-Assad is being coached. To spin this crackdown, one aide writes, don't talk reform. Americans won't care or understand that. The aide advises the Syrian president to talk about, quote, mistakes, blame his own police. American psyche can be easily manipulated when they hear that there are, quote, mistakes done, and now we are, quote, fixing it. So this is the point where my mind is boggling. I say, am I really hearing a report meant to manipulate the American people that is actually saying that someone tried to manipulate the American people? It is, it is so mind-boggling this is taking place. Here's what Assad then said about the crackdown in that early December interview with ABC's Barbara Walters. This is individual, and that's what I call, what I described as individual mistakes. Okay, done by the military or done by whom? We don't know everything. But in some cases, done by the police. In some cases, done by civilians. That email on what to say was apparently from Sherzad Jafari, press attaché at Syria's mission to the U.N., to one of Assad's press aides in Damascus. The hacker group Anonymous posted the email passwords of top Syrian officials. Hackers like this one cited by Foreign Policy magazine claimed to have downloaded the emails and posted them online. CNN has seen the emails. They appear legitimate, though we cannot independently verify their authenticity. Uh -huh. The email apparently from Jafari advises Assad on a quote to give. Syria doesn't have a policy to torture people. Says he can contrast that with the U.S. and mention Abu Ghraib. Referring to Assad as H.E. for His Excellency, it says at one point H.E. was viewed as a hero, and in other times H.E. was the bad guy. Americans love these kinds of things and get convinced by it. They think that the American uh, public is, is really stupid. 
I had. I'll, <laughs> no, they're right. They're absolutely they right. Totally right. They're totally right. Totally right. So a, what? You during, know, I mean, this well, is like no, nothing. Hold on. I'm everybody get, does this. I got a punchline. President who says he was once imprisoned and tortured by the regime. This is how what they taught us at the school that, that the American they know nothing about the war. They 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 really uh, enslaved their people. They, yes. they, the worker has no rights. Yes, yes, yes. And and and, and the U.S. And they really think so. They think that the American is easy to fool. Yes. David Kenner of Foreign Policy magazine says the email reflects an amateurish effort to present serious no. case to the world. What is their current media strategy? Um, honestly, I think at this point, um, they think they have lost the Western media. They, they've lost the United States. Um, I think- All right. So, of course, I went and looked at the so-called emails that were posted to Pastebin by Anonymous. And uh, very interesting, because if you actually read the the email that was sent, which, you know, here's how it starts off. Hello, dear, comma. So I, I guess uh, this person forgot to say, uh, and this, by the way, is coming from the Syrian attache at the United Nations, the most corrupt organization in the world, where the script was written. Now, I'm going to read this, this opening paragraph to you, John. I, I think you'll agree with me that something else is going on. Uh, please let me know if you need anything else. Barbara will be here on the 2nd, and the interview will be on the 4th because she's leaving on the 6th, so that would give you some time to do the edit- editing. Thank you. So this, they're just handing the script from the United Nations. This is not propaganda. This was a script that was written in collaboration with ABC News. They had a meeting at the United Nations and said, okay, listen, and this is from the person at the United Nations saying Barbara's going to be here. I guess she, this person means in Syria. Here's the stuff you should talk about because we've already done the pre-interview and you'll have some time to edit it all together. This is the stuff that's important to manipulate the American people. It's the script. It's not like some big crazy conspiracy it's just a script like everybody does and Assad is a player like it like Barbara Walters is a player well she's more a pawn but she's a player but they but yet this is spun into like oh the other the propaganda it's crazy they fooled Barbara Walters you know and of course we're on to this crap and just about the time that we're like starting to understand what's going on and expose it then all of a sudden Let's change the news and kill Whitney Houston. So, uh, I wonder, I'm trying to, I'm looking at some articles about uh, some previous public relations uh, ploys by the Syrians. I'm wondering who, there's obviously a, uh, there's two groups involved, is the, and I think the oil interest may be one of them, or the gas interests, whatever, same thing. Yeah. Um, same guys. Who are the, you know, there's the, they're taking two sides. It's interesting because it's like a public relations battle that they've, they're they losing with this story because this story is a bogative story. That totally bogative. really is designed to just make everything they do look crappy. Like they're, they're just trying to manipulate us. They suck. They're horrible people. <laughs> and, you know, they should all die. They should die. get a different firm. And nobody considers the, you know, the scripted aspect of it, the United Nations aspect or the Barbara Walter aspect or the or the or the post fact or the after the fact editing, which is considered. It, it, no, we can't do that, even though they apparently do it. But, all this, the but, time. This, but this is a briefing from a PR agent here at the end of this briefing. And this is something that you know Lois would give us if we were to do an interview. Uh, key points. The government's crackdown, the bloody regime, civil war, security forces and violence. 
tanks, the YouTube torture clips, President Assad ignores the bloodshed and the help of other countries in the Arab League, army defectors, Robert Ford's returns to the U.S. for security reasons, Syria is an authoritarian government. So these are the key points they know that they, they know that Barbara Walters is going to focus on. And then at the end, the broadcast hours and channels, and they give the whole rundown. The interview will be broadcast across ABC News platforms, including New, uh, uh, World News, Good Morning America, This Week. I mean, it's, an, it's a PR briefing. Yeah, ABC, not NBC. I, th- I thought I said ABC. Yeah, ABC. Uh, which means, here it says, uh, full-length treatment across the digital space. This is PR talk. For ABC News, this now includes Yahoo as well, which means you can reach as... I don't really... Interesting. ABC and Yahoo. Which means you can reach as many as 100 million people. ABC News and Yahoo recently joined forces, which is another reason why so many people now bring their interviews to us. Really? This is a PR briefing. And yeah. you're right. And and so what? Yeah, you know, so what? <laughs> But there's more PR going on. I just caught this this morning on CNN. I mean, CNN itself does these. Thank you. Well, here's CNN playing along nicely. CNN next Sunday night, 8 Eastern. A collapsed cooling tower. Leaky pipes. Why is this nuclear power plant still online? So no one's going to talk to us? CNN presents Nuclear Standoff next Sunday night, 8 Eastern. Nuclear Standoff. Get rid of all nukes because gas is coming. Gas will save you. Get rid of nukes. Nukes bad. Nuclear power plants bad, 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 bad. Actually, we got a, We both of us got a, an email from Atomic Rod. Yeah, we did. Which was a really went on about this email. because he believes there is, and he's you know, I, I mean, I think he's got his very uh, set opinions about energy. Well, he's he's uh, Atomic Rod Adams, who was a longtime uh, a supporter of the show, uh, was on a, a nuclear sub for many many years, and he do, and he does work uh, in, uh, in in the business in, in the in the Navy. He works in the Navy. And he says, "Look, man, backyard nukes are not far away. It's clean. Then you know all this propaganda. It's all propaganda. It's all propaganda. Now, um, of course, Rod has his own agenda. And I wish. See, if I see, I can make a combustion engine here at home, right? I mean, I, I can get some a lawnmower and I can get some parts together and I can create a generator. If I could do that, if I can split a couple atoms here at home, you know, and I wouldn't die from it, then we would have a different story. But you know, it's so embedded into the psyche." Of people. Well, that, and you heard it in that teaser where they said, why is it still on? Why is it still on? Well, maybe because it's just it's producing energy and it's not <laughs> doing any harm. So yeah. that maybe that's why it's still on. But this this slanted pro petroleum, uh, which, you know, we're a petroleum economy and anything that that threatens it is always like it's always like uh, meets with ruination. Always, yeah, yeah, nuclear. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna in die. Fact, all this, the thing that happened in the '70s, which we is going to happen again. You can count on it. Which is the uh, no, no, no. We, it only has to happen every thirty years. We had Fukushima. It's done. It won't happen yeah, no, for I, a no, while. No, I'm talking about the about the about the clean energy movement that takes place with the wind power and all these other things. You, the thing you do is you jack up the price of oil as high as you can. You try to manipulate it up, up, up because it really should be selling for twenty five to forty dollars a barrel max instead right. of hundred. So you jack it way up, and then all these other things look like, they're well, you know, this is affordable. We should do this, and you get everybody to invest their money into all this green stuff. And by the way, those funds are all underwater. Put all your money in the green stuff, and then you pull the plug, the rug out from under them. I've seen this happen before. Boom, the price of oil goes back down to where it belongs, $25. All these companies go broke overnight, and they and it just sets them back 20 or 30. They, they, they can't threaten again. It's just a real common 
situation because we got so much oil that it's almost crazy to uh, to do anything but burn it. Yeah, but we've been mind controlled, dude. We've been mind controlled that we're, of course, you know, the we're we're killing the earth, we're killing peak each oil other, oil and all the peak rest oil, it. all this stuff. Yeah, we're all gonna die, and uh, now nuclear. And of course, uh, I'll reiterate that right after Fukushima, then uh, Germany uh, said, "Oh, we're shutting everything down. No more clean, beautiful nuclear energy." Right, and if you can be one of the guys involved in the in a since you're not sharing the wealth when you find all this oil. You uh, just control it somehow. Uh, you can make a heck of a lot of money just pumping stuff out of the ground. I mean, there's no work involved except to putting the pump in, and you hire somebody to do that. It's a killer money maker. I mean, that's where you have all those rich guys in Texas. I mean, you know, they're some of the dumbest people you've ever met. <laughs> Rick Perry, case in point. <laughs> you feel? So, um, anyway, there's a lot of links in the show notes. 3a2.nashownotes.com under the heading Leviathan. There's a whole bunch of contracts that are up and there's companies mentioned. So um, those of you who understand this business and understand buying uh, stocks and investing in companies, you know, if you're doing it anyway, look at some of our research. And if you if you score, send us some dough. Yeah, we're basically your research arm here and we're happy to do it. Yeah, we got some good insight on this stuff. You might as well uh, f- uh, become an executive producer. Do we have any today? Yes, we do. We have some nice executive producers that came in to help us. Oh, good. And we have one executive executive producer, the top of the line. Our old uh, buddy or your friend, uh, Dame Astrid. Oh, Dame Astrid from uh, Tokyo. Tokyo. Oh, awesome. Uh, came in with $500. Dearest John and Adam, donating his love or not, I love you guys. <laughs> I cannot live without you, nor less of you. Should you go to one show a week, all dames unite for this and never happen again. At night, with my earbuds in, I fall asleep listening. Oh, this is great. She's falling asleep while we're, we put the weird stuff at the Wait end, minute, too. Just, got a, what? She dreams of us? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I dream about Fall asleep about listening to your multiple sweet voices. Well, only sometimes. I dream about you. Uh-huh. I love your bogative language and all the charming mispronunciations of French. <laughs> You think you're a cool, but really, you're the most endearing of all. John, who doesn't know agent provocateur, and Adam, who likes my mom, would say, a dog that barks doesn't bite, and most importantly, you make me laugh like no other. Happy Valentine's Day from Dame Astrid. All right, do you think she's asleep already? Listen to this. She probably is. She already like, <laughs> like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, we're probably going to wake up with some weird ideas if she's sleeping. Day master. I don't recommend that to I'm I'm going to talk to her now in her sleep. Day master. We love you too. And we're here with you. (sighs) Wakey, wakey. Uh, Kathy Lee Simonich uh, sent a check in. Uh, for $260 with the comment that, that this is the equivalent of $5 a week for a year. Oh, that's a good uh, good initiative. Thank you. Well, that's yeah, like that's that. pretty good deal for the entertainment we deliver, I think. Yeah, it's definitely cheaper than anything else out there. Scott Hankel, Sir Scott Hankel in Sunland, California, $214.12, a uh, Valentine's Day uh, 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 donation. Thanks for the karma shout-out in the last episode. However, it's not what... For what Adam alluded to, which he mentioned was relationship issues. It was stupid slave issues. Oh, I'm sorry. My a mistake. week ago, some moron driver coming in the opposite direction failed to yield the right of way and turned left in front of me. Collision ensued. No. 
This past week, my wife stopped for traffic and was rear-ended by a city worker. And her car was hit, too, apparently. Fun <laughs> times. Uh, thankfully, everyone is all right, but uh, vehicle damage and dealing with insurance companies such a joy. Anyhow, keep up the good work, love. Hearing you twice a week. Hopefully, the donations pick up to get you guys past or keep you guys busy providing uh, the best podcast in the Well, universe. then let me, uh, let me hand Re-carm- out. Re-carm- Re-carm- I'm going to re-carmelize him. You've got karma. It's caramelizing. Not karmatized. Caramelized. Been caramelized. Uh, Chris Eisbach in Cheshire, Connecticut. 21412. Not sure whether this ever made it to the show list, but I did see a comments area to include a note with my donation. It was, I was moved to donate a palindromic amount of, on this palindromic show date, I even have a. By the way, all the two one 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 two one three, all the through the through the nineteenth are all palindromes. It's nice to know other people who find that cool. I love a little karma add to my chances for the promotion I've been hoping for over the last few years. I've been listening to talk for years, uh, starting with Art Bell moving to Glenn Beck, and now no agenda. I'm starting to think maybe I am the crack. No, I think you've upgraded yourself, my friend. That's what I think. Here you go. You're getting caramelized. You've got. Karma, and that's the two fourteen twelve. Very nice. Yeah, and also Brad Doherty in Brooklyn, New York, at two fourteen twelve without comment. Tom <coughs> Trobo or Troba in Austin. Whoa, he's yeah, right hey down now. the street from you. He's hey probably now. watching you with binoculars as we speak. <laughs> two twelve twelve, which is today's date. Longtime listener, first time donor. Love the show. Need some karma to get some new projects going. Keep up the great work. Your neighbor in Steiner Ranch. Oh, well, he must be loaded if he's in Steiner Ranch. That's where uh, that's that's where the mother that's load where is. You don't want to be from according to you. Yeah, no. Well, there you go. You've got karma. Steiner Ranch just moved back up. Where actually that is very close to where I live, but uh, um, uh, Robert, can he hit you with a mortar? Is the question easily. Easily. One of those boomerang drones. He could shoot it right out of the tube and it would take three, 30 seconds for it to fly over my house. Devin Ostendorf in Arvada, Colorado, 21212. Hey, citizens, ITM to you both, although I made hey, my citizens. first one just last month. I felt strongly compelled to lob another one. Why? Because show 383, a nice palindrome, falls on 21212, an even nicer palindrome, which happens to be my birthday. Wow. It's, but, it's, but it's threat. actually show 382, which is, hmm. Well, you can, yeah, so it's not really the, palind- the palindrome of the date and your birthday is great, but it's. Th- I thought this was 383 No, myself. this is 382. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So why is there any other reason that I'm donating? Great question. Insert JCDs. That's not a great question clip here. As a matter of fact, there is an even implicit karma appears to work as since my last donation, I've acquired a new job. That I'm very excited about. So here's a donation of 21212, which together my donation from early January of 12121 takes me to 33333, a third of the way to knighthood. Jeez. Yeah. Let's give another karma shot to Gary Johnson. I'd love to see him debate Obama and whomever the GOP nominee ends up being. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll caramelize Gary Johnson. You've got karma. There's something else there at the end there. Thanks again. Devin for- Ostendorf. Pronounced like the capital of the Drone Star State, uh, Gitmo Nation Craft Beer. <laughs> Arvada, Colorado. Hey, citizen. All right. Gil Freund in, uh, in where's this? Gany Tikva? N-A? Uh, Australia? I don't know. 21012. Hey, citizen, donate. Why? Because it's an excellent question. Someone has to ask the questions not asked by the lamestream media. And those someone's are yous. 
No, uh, no original content used in this message. <laughs> That's right. Damn it! If you're going to donate, use original content. Harvey Lee in Federal <laughs> Way, Washington, two twelve, two ten twelve. With no comment. And finally, our last associate executive producer for today's show, uh, three eight two, is Jason Brooks, Antioch, Tennessee, two hundred dollars, two hundred and zero dollars and zero cents. Because round numbers are good for your cardiovascular system and libido. <laughs> so I've heard. I'm proud to be an associate executive producer for the show and so appreciative that you guys are doing all the work out there. I all ask is that John say name really, really slow during the credits <laughs> so that people who are fast forwarding will hear it in real time and do a double take. Jason Brooks. Thanks for all you do. You make my weekly five hour drive that much easier. Oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> that's funny. There are a lot of you know, people listen to podcasts at double speed. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people do. And, and if you have the right device, it's very, you can, it actually, you can hear it. You can understand it. Yeah, of it. course. Of course you can. Well, that's very nice. And uh, we'll uh, bring you in as an associate executive producer. We appreciate our other associate execs and our executive producers. No different from Hollywood, by the way. If you're going to watch the Grammys tonight, uh, if you're listening to the show live, you'll see the list of executive producers and associate executive producers. And these are the people that benefit. They get uh, value from the show. They probably get to bang some of the singers. Yeah, if but they're lucky. If, <laughs> I want to remind everybody to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com slash NA, Dvorak, uh, or the noagendashow.com and noagendanation.com, where you can also pick up a cup. Uh, which are nice, by the way. A cup. A you mug. can pick up a cup. Those are nice cups. A mug. The, the, a cup is something you use when you're on the... Actually, it is going to yes, be... Yes, exactly. Dvorak.org slash N-A. couple of PR mentions. Uh, thank you very much, Citizen Harvey, for forwarding the domain name dronepilottraining.com to our noagendashow.com website. Uh, that'll come in uh, really handy, I guess. Uh, also... Do you have another one? Yeah, Drone Pilot Training and DronePilotsRUs.com. So uh, should we ever get into the business? And that'll be just groovy. I misread the uh, the XXX top-level domain name we got uh, on the previous show. Yeah. Um, I said it was, uh, what did I see? It was release.xxx. I have no idea what I was thinking. Well, maybe I do. Actually, the domain name registered is realsex.xxx. Oh. Which is actually better than release.xxx. And finally, unbelievable, but it was available. Thank you very much, uh, Mark from Indian Trail, North Carolina. Newenergyorder.com. Oh, yeah. Now pointing to the noagendashow.com website, which makes total sense and uh, is, uh, <coughs> is an easy one to remember, actually. NewEnergyOrder.com. And I re- want to remind people that there is a Valentine's Day coming up with a 2-14-12 donation that's avail- that you'll see on- listed on the, uh, the website. So what are we going to do? We're going to mention these posthumously uh, after the 14th? Yeah. Mm. They should, I mean, to do the lucky thing right, you do it right on the day. Remember, nothing says I love you more than a donation to No Agenda. And I would also like to thank all of our artists who never get enough props, who uh, diligently create artwork for us for every single program. Noagendaartgenerator.info. Noagendaartgenerator.info is where you can see all of the artwork ever created. Um, And it's great because, you know, it's very hard for us to make a choice. 
Uh, but we do have to make one choice for each episode. But there's lots of really funny stuff and really cool stuff to look at on that website. And we highly appreciate. And, of course, we always put credit in the show notes for our artist. Uh, but because it happens all after the fact, they don't re- usually get recognized as, uh, as much as they should. And that's quite an effort that goes into that. So thank you all very much. Of course, everyone else out there can go out and do something important, which is propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Before you say anything, John, I want. I, did you get in on this big business news? No. About the big merger. What merger? Don't tell me you didn't have stocks in this. Oh, come on, man! You and Horowitz do a show about the financial news. You should have at least put There's it on mergers your mergers all the time. Which one are you talking about? Oh, wow. News. Oh, news. Just tell me. News that Al Shabab, long associated with Al Qaeda but never formally welcomed into the family, has gotten the blessing from Al-Qaeda's leader and has merged with the organization. Oh, brother. A merger. Who are these guys kidding? I mean, who? I mean, this is an obvious media scam. They, they literally called it. It's on CNN. It's called a merger. Uh. I wonder if it's a reverse merger. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And will this, uh, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the IPO. People that people who follow these things will get a kick out of that. That line. was yeah, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I, I made a funny on you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a funny idea. Reverse mergers for people out there who don't know what they are is like you're a company, and you know people want you to go public, and so you make they make a big uh, stink about you when, but you can't. Your company's so screwed up, <laughs> you can't actually you, you uh, can't actually file a document that would make any sense. That you, yeah, you can't do it. So you buy a company that's already public, but it's selling for like a penny a share, and you buy them up, and you t- you take the whole company over, and then you just make you change you you change their name to your name, and you have reverse merged, and you're now a public company. And companies do this constantly, and that's one of the reasons that people like the toy and penny stocks because if you find a company out there that's that's selling for like 2 cents or a penny or less than a penny many times it's like a tenth of a cent you could buy it, it looks like a reverse merger candidate you buy that company because when they do the reverse merger the, the the stock stays the same so when the company comes out and it's 5 or 6 bucks a share i mean you can make a killing final line in the cnn report this is so funny intelligence sources tell cnn the merger announcement announcement was expected weeks ago I guess we missed that filing. <laughs> they filed their S-1, finally. Yeah, there's a red herring. I'd like to see that. <laughs> the uh, terrorist red herring report. So so uh, how can we make money on the next uh, merger? Maybe, <laughs> I think there's going to be an IPO. Well, who would it be? What would be the next group? It could, no, they're just going to go public. It's, they should do an IPO. Public. <laughs> I'm sorry. Facebook's already going public. It's the same thing. Al-Qaeda and Al-Shabaab merger. So now, but now the question is: Does do they, will they come up with a new name, Al Shabab, or you know, are they going to use the acquiring firm's name? These are all it questions. Could be kebab, that are very... she, kebab Sheba, Kebab Shabab. How about Shish Kebab? How about that? For an <laughs> I idea? think that would be good. What would the ticker symbol be? Yeah, Shish, Shish, <laughs> Shish. Ah, <laughs> oh, Shish. You get into that Shish stock, man. Yeah, baby. So, uh, so I was doing some research. <laughs> Sorry, that just tickled me. 
Yeah, apparently. Uh, All right. So I'm doing some research. I'm I'm going through the some. You know, the the WikiLeaks cables yeah. are still there, and they they keep put. There's more in there, so you can do these searches, and you find different things. So I was doing some research on uh, Valentine's Day mm-hmm. to see what was going on around the world. Yeah, and it turns out this holiday is huge everywhere. Yes, and in India, it's actually quite interesting because in India, it's kind of a gay holiday. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, isn't isn't gaydom like not? Isn't that frowned upon in India? Well, that was interesting. So I started doing a little research. I came up with two things. I found out that uh, that that be that gay uh, it's legal now to be gay in, in India, according oh. to the this one cable. Oh. There was a briefing for the State Department, confidential, by the way. Right. Uh, and I did a little work on that too. Oh, you, uh, you see, this is what's great about. It. See, I did a whole bunch of research on that Leviathan, and now you're like just clutching for straws. I am. You come up with gay Valentine's Day. Gay good, Valentine's good, good work, Day. John. This is my answer. <laughs> good work. <laughs> so gay Valentine's Day. So anyway, apparently the Sri the Sri Ram Sena SRS, a small fringe Hindu extremist group, which has spent the past year engaged in isolated violence against young men and women celebrating Valentine's Day, lost its momentum this year. Uh, and now they apparently uh, they're uh, legalized. This group is which used to beat people up on Valentine's Day because it was gay. I don't know. So in the process, I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading about this, and I run into a slew of of cables out of China, China cables, and all signed by huntsmen. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't want to say I don't want to come on the show and make the uh, <clears throat> this the statement that that someone might think John Huntsman is gay. Oh, but he really goes out huh. of his way to cover gay issues in China when he's over there. Huh. The whole big memo on the Mister Gay China pageant. <laughs> huh? Really? And all this, I mean, there are there are many a cable about what's going on in the gay community, and I think, well, what's this all about? And uh, he was the one endorsed by the uh, log cabin Republicans above all the others, and there's a couple other gay groups that have promoted him. He's Mormon, so he, and his father, uh, so I started looking into it. I mean, could he, maybe he's gay and is married to some woman who, uh, you know, adopted a lot of kids, and there's some crazy pictures of him. They, they've adopted kids from all over the place. And uh, his father, I didn't realize, was a 70, and uh, which is one of the Mormon elders at the highest level, like a cardinal in the Vatican. Uh, only in the Mormon church. In the Mormon church. Hmm. Major league borderline apostle. And uh, it's a very interesting thing. And if you start looking at, uh, looking into it, I think. Uh, really? It's, I think someone could come to this conclusion. So what you're saying is all this research you've come up with is a, a, a flaccid allegation that John Huntsman is gay. <laughs> very. <yeah. laughs> Great. That's yeah, great. That's, it. that's awesome. On the domestic front, as it specifically pertains to some <laughs> our greater LGBT community, Governor and Mrs. Huntsman are particularly supportive of our issues, wrote Morin, a consultant who is involved with GOP gay rights group known as the Log Cabin Republicans. And the other thing I actually kind of turned up is that uh, Huntsman's dad partnered with a guy named Gay. Robert C. Gay. Okay, all right. You're killing me. The Huntsman Gay Global Capital. (laughs) But what's interesting about this is that Gay was a uh, 
was one of the executives from Bain Capital, which I now believe is, is apparently a highly Mormonized operation. Oh, well, that, do, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Hmm. Now, do you relate this back somehow to your Bahrain? How about done. your Bahrain Valentine's Day clip? Is that anything worth listening to? Or The Bahrain Valentine, Valentine's Day clip. Yeah. I don't know. Play it. Oh, okay. Stories being told. Take human rights activist Nabil Rajab. He's been to jail where he says he was beaten. Says he was beaten. A visit to his house <laughs> reveals windows that have been smashed in attacks okay, by I, security forces. Okay, stop this forces. and I'll give you a setup. This is the, B, the, the Bahrain story is starting to crop up again. And I, saw it, yeah, I, saw, I saw it from, in the Washington Post, too. Yes, MI6 has decided you know, they've been covering it up, and now they brought it to the fore. And this is a BBC report. But they're still rather skeptical about the, the whole thing. And uh, when you listen to the, uh, some, of the, some of the take on it, it seems to be a borderline civil war between the Sunnis and the Shiites in Bahrain. And uh, this, the Shiites bitching and moaning about the Sunnis not giving them work, not giving them this, not giving them that. You, you start hearing this meme over and over again. And there's this skeptical reporting from the BBC where, where they say, well, this person claims. You know, the way you're supposed to report this, by the way, officially is when someone says they've been beaten in a prison. You use the word says. Or allegedly. Allegedly is usually we're involving a legal situation where you can't it's like you can't call somebody a crook. Uh, but oh, okay. in general, straight reporting, uh, if you're if you're you, you would generally say says he was beaten or alleged. You could say alleges he was. But, but you don't say you don't ever use the word claims because oh. claim is a, has negative connotation. Gotcha. So if you hear anybody saying claims, oh, he claims to be an alien. You know, you know that the person giving the report is skeptical of the whole thing. And it, and it instills that skepticism in the in the listeners. Uh, brain and it's incredibly unfair reporting and i just want to point that the bbc does this a lot okay continue yeah now you see the high rate of unemployment among shias high rate of people with no houses among uh, shia you see how high rate of people with no nationality among shia you come to the shia areas you see how much they are suffering pro-government sources say the economy has not been greatly affected by the protests while some businesses have relocated to nearby hubs like Dubai and Doha, others are filling the void, like fund management business, not Stuki. We were looking for a robust regulatory framework, which we find uh, that it's been offered by the Central Bank of Bahrain. Uh, it has an excellent infrastructure, and uh, the proximity to Saudi definitely is another reason. Still, around the financial district, there is anecdotal evidence the economy is suffering. Building projects look stalled. In the streets of the capital souks, Western tourists are markedly absent, and many who sided with the opposition have lost their jobs, leading those still at work to save money rather than spend. Dr. Ala Shahabi has a PhD in economics and was fired because of her associations with the protest movement. Her husband was jailed by the police. I lived, you know, through this nightmare. Uh, my husband was just kind of, he came home for lunch and he left and he was uh, ambushed and kidnapped from his car park and, I, and he was in jail for 10 months. Uh, he, went, he was sentenced to three years in a military court. Uh, I had very little access to him. He was tortured, severely uh, beaten up and um, he still lives with his scars and his wounds. With the one-year anniversary of the uprising coming on February 14th, it's possible the tension bubbles to the surface once more.
Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up because I did do, just by coincidence, I was looking at February 14th because I got a note from one of our producers who said that uh, uh, word on the street is they have now uh, flipped the kill switch in Iran uh, on the Internet and that, uh, you know, in, in order to keep out uh, the, the techno experts and their propaganda, but that is also now forbidden in Iran currently to sell roses for Valentine's Day, or and just no roses, which leads me to believe, you might want to slip this into the red book in pencil, uh, that there is a new color revolution planned for, uh, for the 14th, and that it's going to be a rose revolution, color red. Uh, but if you look up February 14th in the Book of Knowledge, uh, 2011, and this is the Book of Knowledge, so it's highly edited by whomever, as part of the Arab Spring, the 2011 Barani Uprising. Uh, let's go up a little bit further. Uh, there were some other things. Iranian, in 1989, Iranian leader Khomeini issues a fatwa against uh, Salman Rushdie. Just a, it's an interesting date. 1962. First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy takes television viewers on a tour of the White House, which was a big deal. Uh, I remember my my parents talked about that, even though I wasn't around. Uh, 1946, the Bank of England was nationalized. 49, the Knesset, that's the Israeli parliament, convenes for the first time. Uh, Let's see what else. It's just an interesting date. Must be some, of course. Uh, we cel- we celebrate it, I presume, for the Saint Valentine's Day massacre of Al Capone's gang. That's why I celebrate celebrate it. Um, what else? It's just you know Arizona admitted as the forty eighth state. Voting machines approved by U.S. Congress for use in federal elections in eighteen ninety nine. Really. 1899, what kind of machines were these? Those They're big, ones they still use here and oh, again. The, the They're ones with lever. the big giant handle. Yeah, the big lever. Uh, Alexander Graham Bell applies for patent for the telephone. An interesting day. Maybe we, we shouldn't overlook it just as like some... I mean, there's got to be some undertone meaning to all of this that we're just not realizing. And somewhere a couple of elites are going... <laughs> So in the process of looking at all these cables and ending up with all this stuff about lesbians in China, um, which took me off the track, but I, I finally got into looking at, uh, there's a mention, uh, I was noticing that at the top of the cables, there was this, this crazy little moniker uh, on the Huntsman memos. It said, classified by political minister's counsel, Aubrey Carlson, for reasons 1.4BD. So I decided to start looking into what is that. So it turns out that in 2003, March 28th, there was an executive order uh, which was amended. Uh, it was Executive Order 12958 amended to Executive Order 13292. This is your oh. stuff. Oh. And they have all these sections, and those are the sections that discuss how to classify documents. Yeah. And so this is what I thought was interesting. They they essentially section one point four is the classification categories and it has all of these different things. You have things have to be considered for classification. 
for all these various reasons. And then they talk about top secret, secret, and confidential are the three. And they all tend to be about the same thing. It's going to cause unauthorized disclosure, which would reasonably be expected to cause serious damage to the national security. But what's funny about this and the thing I think is the kicker is that there's these people that are designated. It's very specific in this uh, in this executive order. People who get to make these determinations. There's like a, you know, one guy at the council at the at the embassy who they, the memo has to go through him and he has to determine it has to be confidential right, or secret right, or top right, secret. Right. It, but the kicker is is if there's nobody around. <laughs> no, wait a minute. If there's so if if everyone's out playing golf, who determines the classification? Yes. So, so when there's nobody around, the author or anybody can essentially determine a classification and they could say it's top secret and it becomes top secret <laughs> <laughs> until somebody, one of these other bureaucrats gets hold of it and, re- and reclassifies it, which is it. a paperwork issue that they're not going to do. Wow. So any bonehead who writes one of these stupid memos. Just put top secret on it, you're they done. Put secret, they, at least they put right. secret on it because they're afraid that if they don't, they'll get in trouble because they want to get this thing but now, But now there's, there's different. You have top secret. You have uh, for your eyes only. There's all kinds no, of those, classifications. No, those aren't, those aren't part of this. There's only three designations that are part of this. That is top secret, secret, and confidential. Those are the three. That's okay. it. Right. Everything else is just, you know, bullshit. But if you're doing one of these memos and you have suspicions that it should be, you know, you will automatically put confidential on everything or maybe secret on everything because there's nobody around. You don't want to go on through channels. And, you know, and once it gets on there, that's stuck. Most of the documents are, are taken out of the public view because of this bull crap. Because what are you going to do? You're writing a memo. You work at the. Uh, yeah, oh, it's, it's so top secret. It's top, top secret. secret. Top secret. Yeah. It's funny because uh, Senator Wyden had sent a uh, request to Attorney General Eric Holder, or as he's known, General the General, as well as James Clapper, Director of National Intelligence, uh, requesting the chain of decision for the droning of American citizen Anwar al-Awlaki. And what came back from Holder is that he does not have the authority to provide formal written opinions of the Department of Justice Justice's Office of Legal Counsel to Congress. Huh. And uh, Dennis Blair said if we think that direct action will involve killing an American we get specific information uh, p- permission to do that <clears throat> and uh, Wyden in regard to that wrote Holder and says uh, that the executive branch it, uh, this is an interesting quote indefensible for the executive branch to claim that intelligence agencies have the authority to knowingly kill American citizens, subject to limitations that have never been described publicly, while at the same time refusing to provide Congress its legal opinions on this authority. So essentially what's going on here is we have a little tit-for-tat with the intelligence agencies saying, we don't have the authority to do that. That comes from the president, which we have the clip, you know, we have the clips of that. That comes directly from the president. I find this uh, disturbing, obviously. 
Yeah, well, I, I'm still wondering what the real, what's the, there's some behind the scenes stuff here that we have yet to uh, uncover. There's something. Uh, there's, we probably never will. I mean, it's just not. You know, there's something else that's going on that uh, I realize there might, there might be another psychological operation going on. Oh, what was the name of that department now? They've changed their name from PSYOPs. Remember they changed their name? Yeah, let's see if we can figure that oh, out. Boy, I'm so stupid. I can't, I need to remember this. So there's two things that uh, hit the news. You know, I'm always watching for these. One is um, some woman, Mimi, <laughs> comes out and says, yeah, uh, JFK had sex with me when I was 19. You saw this story, right? This was all of a sudden, oh, oh, oh the new woman comes out. JFK slept with me. There's also a, I think it's like a four-hour documentary coming out about Clinton. And, of course, all the rehash is coming back into the news about uh, Jennifer Flowers and, of course, Lewinsky. And I believe this is being bestowed upon us because... Military Information Support Operations. There you go. Miso soup. That was it. Miso. Miso. I believe this is happening because something is going to come out about Obama. And we're being prepared because, you know, when you look at JFK, seen as great president, Clinton, seen as great president, even though we know he's a douchebag, um... You know, even in this documentary, it, I haven't seen it, but I'm just reading reviews. It comes out and says, you know, well, yeah, he was still, he did great things. You know, he had a flaw or two or whatever. So I think someone has the goods on Obama, mm. and something's coming out. And we're being prepared for this. Well, that's an interesting theory. I'll put that in the red book. You might as well. And I don't know if it's a Reggie Love thing, or maybe it's that uh, that crazy guy who says he had oral sex and did coke with Obama in the limo. That guy dead yet? <laughs> Probably. No. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen much from yeah, him. Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> Is he dead yet? He might have just bought him off and told him to get lost. Oh, and we can take one out of the red book. Hold on a second. This was a great PR. Uh, thank you very much for the multitude of people who sent me this trailer of the forthcoming movie, Iron Sky. This, oh. of course, not only explains... Our uh, dark side of the moon theory as being a bullcrap news story to promote this movie. All of a sudden, oh, it's so important. Dark side of the moon. Now, I thought it was relating to the re-release of the Masters of the Pink Floyd album. Uh, turns out this movie is filled with it. And there's another little extra meme in there just for us. This is about Nazis who have moon bases. Of course, I knew that. Uh, and they're from the dark side of the moon, and they're coming to attack the world. And the kids like the dark side of the moon is like awesome. Now, listen to the extra little ditty in this. Uh, I just clipped a bit of the trailer. We can't Who are these guys anyway? Nazis from the moon. <laughs> That's too much. One word for me. The invasion from the moon begins. Invasion? Y'all must be tripping. Now my question is, what do y'all plan to do about it? Because we just happen to have a little something up our own sleeve. All presidents who start a war in their first term get reelected. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. All presidents who start a war in their first term get reelected, which, of course, is a big part of the Iran saber rattling. And uh, that would make a lot of sense. We've uh, This is a red booker. 
Um, but I do like the Dark Side of the Moon being a PR initiative for this movie. Very good. Good job, guys. Whoever did that, brilliant. Brilliant, it I tell you. always tends to be movies. And you can take one out. Uh, I don't know when we put it in, but we said Judge Napolitano's show would be canceled, and lo and behold, canceled. Yeah, uh, he's still working for the Fox people, and I'm still. My original thesis was they were, they were going to just they were just testing him there, and then they're going to give him the Glenn Beck spot. And uh, I think no, he was off the reservation, man. He was going. I think way that's off. right. I think he went a little bit too far with his uh, with his uh, libertarianism. They don't like that. No, and uh, Stossel has still got a libertarian show, but he's kind of like so nutty enough that he's not. You know, he's like. He's got a once-a-week deal. They can yeah, put up with that. They, they don't need that. And, and uh, talking about dumb Americans, you mentioned this earlier in the show. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I, I said we are dumb. I didn't say this. There's not this dumb. This, like, all of well, America some people is are dumb. dumb. Except and for I the people listening to the show. This week's award goes to the representative John Fleming, who's a uh, congressman, a re- Republican, who, who apparently uh, posted oh. a... Yeah. A horrible, I mean, just to, just ranted on Facebook because he's an idiot for being on Facebook. Uh, linking to an article about the F- Planned Parenthood abortion plex, which was an onion story <laughs> yeah. that was bogus. Well, you got you got punked by that, too, recently. So, you know, you do also qualify I'm not as a, a congressman. You're a dumb American, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I joined the ranks of the dumb Americans. Uh, I wonder if it was really him or some idiot in his office. Well, see, he, from the looks of it, it's probably him. And uh, and there's a, one YouTube thing going around that's also on my blog. You should check it out. Where this, have you seen this? The dad who goes nuts about his yeah, yeah Facebook. You know, his daughter writes something on Facebook, and then he blows up her laptop with a forty-five, and the yeah. whole thing is like. Can't, do you guys ever sit down for dinner? That's a spoof. That 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 is a. I don't believe that's for real. Yeah, I I put the 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 hoax. I put, in fact, in my post, I said maybe this is an elaborate hoax because the it does seem hoax like. And why would you blow up the laptop when you could sell it on on Craigslist for a couple hundred bucks? I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's you know because I, I, I saw that come through on noagendanewsnetwork.com. Because anyone can put an RSS feed in there, noagendanewsnetwork.com. There's a link right at the top in the menu that shows you how to do it. Why don't you have, a, why don't you have an RSS feed out? Why? It's a, we have an OPML feed, so you can take that OPML feed and you can import it into your own feed reader and have all the feeds and remove the ones you don't want. That's the way it's supposed to work, dude. Yeah, well, it doesn't. And oh, Well, th- what do you mean it doesn't? I'm just telling you. No, no, you're misunderstanding how it works. Yeah, obviously. This is an aggregator. This is a public feed reader. Yes, I understand. So instead of giving you an RSS feed of RSS feeds, I give you an OPML file so you can import that and you can subscribe to whatever you want and then have your own. It's much better. Yeah, well, that's according to you, you and your other OPML fanatics. Well, what do you, I mean, so what's your, what's your problem? What do you use? What do you use? What do you use? Google reader that fan, you know, look, you have a a read. All you have to do is load a page. Oh, it's so, so much work. Hit a bookmark and then you get all the news you want. In fact, you don't need to read. You don't need to have any other news than that. That's the only site you need. What else are you reading? I agree with that. You could live on that site. Yeah. 
Yeah. What else are you reading? Nothing. <laughs> all right. And uh, although this. Cables. <laughs> Cable. Well, okay. Uh, from the BBC News, the Automobile Association, here's another Red Booker, is set to launch a new insurance policy which uses sat nav technology to track driver performance. Well, this was cut. This is not a Red Booker. We've predicted this. This is a, a, a close the Red Book on it. Well, there's one extra little bitty, little ditty bitty. Um, who is going to provide this sat nav technology for them? This is this is the one that I think is the is the the kicker. Tom Tom. Oh, hmm. now Tom Tom is arguably the most successful uh, satellite navigation company. So they're now in because, of course, they had a, it's, they've, uh, they signed huge deals with the map companies. There, <clears throat> it's a Dutch company originally. I think it's still Dutch, although probably public at this point. Um, and they have now signed up with the insurance company to use their uh, technology. So I am here's the here's the Red Booker part. I'm going to predict that within uh, within our lifetime, certainly, but within a reasonable amount of time, all Tom Tom navigation systems will receive an update, have some kind of interface. You know, they are going to they're embedded everywhere. So all they they are the key into it. Every single uh, navigator that you have will now become a spy apparatus, whether it's for your insurance company, which you'll have to do. You'll have to do it. Otherwise, your insurance rates will just be too expensive. Yeah. No, it's obvious. And this is the thing. The insurance companies have been angling to get the goods on the public forever. I mean, because it just, you know, the way they see it is they, oh, this person's a risk. We don't have to insure them. Uh, that's where essentially Progressive began as a company that did no more than data analysis of very large databases right. to figure out how much risk a person was. And they could do it by your background, where you lived, how many wrecks you've been in, what kind of ticket history you have and everything else. And you could say, well, this guy's, you know, you could charge him this much money because you'll make money on him. If you charge him less, you'll lose money. And, uh, that, and, and that's one of the reasons that I don't even trust, you know, a safe way card you know those cards that you go to the grocery store and they you get an extra nickel off if you if you have the card you join their little store club Mm -hmm. and they record every purchase you make and it goes on your record the insurance companies would love to get a hold of this and who knows that they're not getting a hold of it to say well this guy buys an awful lot of potato chips (laughs) i think we should jack up his rates right and the funny by the way for people out there that don't use these cards myself included you see these things that's on sale you take it through there and say, well, you get your card. You say, no, I, you can use this person, the person behind you. They'll be glad to take, run their card for it. Or they usually the store itself would just give you the discount anyway. But, um, but listen to I, this. Um, not good. So, uh, I, I love this BBC report. Um, information will be transmitted remotely to the insurers can also be accessed by users via a website, which gives information on overall performance, warning them if they are likely to be moved into a higher premium. This is, you are enslaved with this. This uh, is terrible. Listen, the system will detect sudden hard braking. Extreme speeds will be greeted with a quote, stern email to the driver. Can you imagine? <laughs> <coughs> Uh, can you imagine? Hey, you know when you stopped hard for that cat going across the road? We didn't like it. The pay how you drive system is what it's going to be called. Of course, it's going to save you a lot of uh, money uh, initially. Yeah, right. Uh, they're, they're calling it telematics or black box insurance. These are all great words. 
Um, and I think there was more on. It's like how they're gonna uh, track your 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 cornering, your braking, your speed. Maybe even if you fart in the car. Now, the, this is being implemented where? Uh, this is in the the AA, which is the uh, this is the biggest uh, auto, the auto, basically the AAA of the UK, where everyone so gets this their. This is the UK we're talking about right now. Yeah, this is UK. So we already have Progressive in the United States who have an option. But this is going to be mandatory. I mean, this is just, there's no way around it. Uh, drivers on the scheme will be given a TomTom Pro 3100 as part of the package. Uh, the device will include active driver feedback. <laughs> this is great. Oh, hold on a second, John. We have to uh, active driver feedback. Oh, my goodness. What to uh, have some uh, some old woman's voice? Hey, you're going too fast. Slow down. Let me try this. Slow down, slave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, slow down, slave. This is just it's it's really let me see. Um they also have live services. Yeah, here it is. Live services went to warn drivers when they were cornering too sharply or braking too hard. So those of us that have cars with nice tires that are designed to corner fast. And you we are braking too hard. <laughs> we want to make a nice fast turn because it's kind of fun when you get on the freeway to, to let it rip. This is now, this is, my insurance rate is going to go up because I can't corner. Kidding me. Your far smells. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. From December, insurance companies will be barred from basing premiums on gender. So no longer can you... No, they don't have to anymore because these... (laughs) (laughs) The black box will know it's a woman driver. (laughs) Oh, man. I know. Send the email to me. Slow down. Here here it is. Yo, bitch. Slow down. (laughs) Woman driver. It's, uh, this is, wow. And then how long until uh, you get an upgrade on your smartphone? I mean, the only thing I still use from Google is their navigation, which I have to say is an outstanding product. I know you're a fan of it as well. Oh, yeah. I think it's the sell, they can sell that navigator on the Google uh, Android phone is astonishing. It's so great. It's really, really good. And then when you get to the location, it shows shows you a picture. picture. Shows you a picture. But it, it also does something that a lot of sat navs don't do, which it says, you know, you're, you know, your, your destination is coming up on the right. Thank you. I mean, you know, a lot of them don't say that. And you're like, what's side of the road? It's an outstanding right. product, but that soon it's just, you're going to get an upgrade and you, and literally it's, it, you know, you're, you're, you'll be using your phone and then all of a sudden your phone is just going to say, you are breaking too hard. And then your information will be sent somewhere. We got to get off the grid, Johnny boy. Yeah. Nah. There's, you know, leave the thing at home. I don't drive that much. <laughs> leave it Just at home. Disconnect it. Yeah, no, it's hooked up. Could you explain to me a what the brokered convention terminology means? Yeah. Please. It means that they're going to go, that means that there's nobody with a clear majority of, of, of votes to win the... Uh, nomination for a candidate the candidacy for the president 
And so now you start doing deals. And that's the brokering part. You're just, well, we'll give you our, some of your trade, you're starting to trade votes like a, like a stock broker. You're trading. And this happens at the convention itself? Yes, or? it happens on the floor. So Al Cardenas, who was the head of the American Conservative Union, who actually was running that CPAC thing that uh, Sarah Palin and all these idiots yeah. were talking about? Douchebag fest. He says it's very possible that Jeb Bush, <laughs> Jeb Bush would emerge as a possible alternative party nominee and it could all come to a head in a brokered convention. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I I don't yeah. want to say too much, but I do think I kind of predicted that was going to no, happen. No, you did, but you did about, about uh, three, four shows ago. Oh, so, I, so it doesn't I, count. When you said it, you know, I said, ah, oh, shit, I could have done that. <laughs> so it doesn't but, count. <laughs> but no, it counts. It was just definitely a winner. Uh, I, I don't know if it would be Jeb Bush, but the possibility does exist that somebody uh, uh, is not going to get this thing the way it's going. But I, you know, I still stick with my thesis uh, that... Well, wait a minute. Thing. Your thesis was uh, Romney Santorum. That's your original thesis, which no, is no, no. My original thesis, my original, oh, no, original, original was no, Perry, always, Perry, always Romney, Ro- but it was Romney, Romney Perry. Perry, Romney Perry, and I think that's done. But, but my secondary thesis, which I think is it has been in play, which is that you that the media and all the powers that be that get all the money, the media gets all the money. They are manipulating the election so it drags on, so more and more money gets spent. Mm. And so they're trying to keep yeah. it as even as they can until the very last minute when one guy runs away with it, and then that's the end of the gravy train. Right. Well, it's funny. That's why they keep drawing attention to these super PACs. Oh, these super PACs. Right. Oh, look at all the money going into them. You rich guys, you could put money into one. It's terrible that you're doing that. Send us money. Money, money, money. It's like I was, uh, before we got rudely interrupted last night, I was watching the, the re- returns of the main caucus uh, which is a caucus. It's not a. Uh, it's not a. Uh, what it's not you, a vote. Not a vote. It's not an elected, a, a, a classic elected vote. Yeah, it's just part of the show. It doesn't really count. And so not a votes count. They, they, well, yeah, but so so the difference was like a hundred and ninety votes, and then the guy who's in charge of that in Maine says, "Well, we're just going to call it for Romney." You know, yeah, this you know we could still do the the remaining ten percent, but it's going to be Romney. Doesn't matter. You know, it's like Ron Paul was like 194 votes behind. Of course it matters. Or not. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, even if we Ron count Paul, it. you know, see, the Ron Paul, you have to remember, <laughs> is marginalized by the media and everybody in between because he doesn't have these super PACs. There's no money. You're going to make no money from this guy, Ron Paul. So screw him. Yeah. Keep him out of the way. And let's put the guys with the, who are drawing all the cash. He's got no dough. You know, take the big money. These guys who are, you know, like uh, Shelly Adelson is just pumping money into Newt Gingrich, Gingrich's campaign. And where does that money go? It goes right to the newspapers and the TV stations. That's right. So let's keep him in the race if we can, you know, because there's more money coming from Shelly. That's right. Just a real amazing, obvious money grab. And Ron Paul is not one of the moneyed guys. No, all you get from Ron Paul is... Hot pockets. (laughs) That's not good enough for CNN. No, you need money. <laughs> Super PACs. Oh, they're so <laughs> terrible. Um, well, we had an interesting little two to the head. Very Besides interesting. Whitney Houston? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first we had an uh, interesting little thing happen. Uh, the U.S. Navy named a ship, <laughs> yeah, a combat ship, 
Yeah, After Gabrielle Giffords, the USS Gabrielle Giffords, which I still think is in play with my theory that she's going to be very important in the upcoming election. Uh, as you know, you said she was going to be the nominee. This has been the book. It, yes, and it, it, hey, in a brokered <laughs> in a brokered convention, who knows what can happen? Yeah. Well. So um, Jeffrey Zaslow, Wall Street Journal reporter, who wrote the book about Gabrielle Giffords. Died. He was driving on a snow-covered highway in northern Michigan when he lost control and was hit by a truck. This is how the Russians used to do it. But he didn't only write that book. He also wrote Sully's book. Oh. Uh Uh-huh. So maybe he was getting a little too big for his britches. Huh. Right? Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not calling coincidence on this. I'm saying, you know, lost control while driving, hit by a truck. I mean, come on, man. This is how the Russians do it all the time. So obvious. In my book. In our red book. So, uh, what the... Oh, I got it. I'm digging through my... Uh, no agenda fodder, and I'm finding all these old stories. I can't figure out what happened to the ones I did. Well, let's. Uh, I want to play one more of your clips. It's about time. Right. It's about time. Right. I'm bored of myself. Okay, what do we got? Let's see, I got to get back to the mail. Uh, words matter. Looks like a good one. Words matter. Uh, this was. Uh, yeah, I played words matter. It's it's interesting. And so it doesn't connect. You got to oh, set this up. I have no idea what this is. You got to set, set it up. up. You got to set it up. You know this guy Frank Lunds, Lunds, whatever his name is. He does all these analysis. No, first Fox, and he does no. all. The, he puts people on. You know, he's the one who does that little chart that shows people are more interested or less interested during a speech. It's on CNN all the time. You know, they're showing the speech, and then you see these two a red and a green line, and they're fighting with each other for who. You know what the women don't like. What this guy says, the men don't like it. Anyway, he does all this stuff. But I keep calling him Frank. I keep calling him Lutz because he looks like I didn't realize, but he looks like the bonehead that's in the Thirty Rock show. He's a writer on the show. But anyway, so he came on and just discussed some some usages that I just thought was kind of interesting. This is a filler clip. It's nothing special, but it's 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 worth noting. It's just essentially he's bringing out research data that is essentially what we say on this show and we've been talking about for the last five years. And so it doesn't connect. All right, well, let's break down some of the phrases they use. uh, I noticed President Obama never talks about taxes. He talks about revenue Revenue. constantly because nobody wants to pay more in taxes. It's okay for you, John Stossel, to pay more, but I don't want to pay more. So when you talk about revenues, everyone thinks it's somebody else who's going to get hit. Taxes, I pay, revenue, it's, it's, it's everything from somebody else. Exactly. So we don't have a tax increase, we have revenue enhancement. exactly. They always try to find ways to soften the negative or strengthen the positive. I noticed during the State of the Union speech, the president said, no more bailouts, no more handouts, no more cop-outs. Now think about that phrase. First off, it's, it's appealing. It is appealing. It was, when we tested this for Fox News, that was the number one phrase of this entire speech. No more bailouts. He's the one who gave the biggest bailout to the banks. Right. Okay. No more handouts. He just just, just goes on and now he's grousing. Anyway, that was just a kind of a short clip. Now I've got the thing open so I can see what we've got. Uh, I thought this would the most interesting thing I saw was uh, a round of applause for Sarah Palin 
Stockwell, the guy who used to be the head of budget under Reagan, wrote a book called Crony Capitalism. He was interviewed on C-SPAN, like mm-hmm. about two or three. It was, it's actually quite a good interview when he talks about crony capitalism. He brought crony capitalism back to the forefront. Palin gives a speech at CPAC as if she invented the word. And she gets it because his audience is so brain dead. They give her a huge round of applause. No, nobody ever credits Stockman for, you know, popularizing, repopularizing the word. And I just found it quite annoying. But here's the reaction she got. To under, serve uh, the common good. But this Washington is a place where politicians, they arrive as men and women of modest means and they become plutocrats. The money-making opportunities for D.C. politicians are, are really endless. But they don't just enrich themselves off of you for themselves. They, they spread the wealth around to their pals. And this has a name. It's called crony capitalism. Oh. You know, I, I defended her somewhat in the beginning because I, I did read her book and I was basically defending the reading of books. <laughs> because people were like, oh, I can't believe you read a book. And well, yeah, of course I read her book. And of course she didn't write that book. We have the author's name. No, and, uh, no. Ghostwriter. Soon to be hit by a truck on a and snowy road. And she paid the extra money to keep his name off the cover. Yes. If, you, if people don't know how this works, you uh, you can't write. You hire a ghostwriter. Right. Uh, writer, you know, you hire yeah. a ghostwriter and you get you pay him one of two fees. You either pay him uh, extra money, but their name is off the book. Or if they, you won't put out the extra dough, then their name it has with and it has their name and the person who actually wrote the book and they get on the cover. Well, the uh, the problem with Sarah Palin is, of course, what she's had some weird work done probably on her. Uh, they probably implanted a chip. But anyway, she is uh, she to me now is the uh, Whitney Houston of politics. Just total nincompoop. And well, that, she's and definitely. Doesn't look her best. They, whoever old makeup artist isn't around anymore. <laughs> no, well, I don't think she can afford it. I think that's the problem. I think she's broke. I think she just does anything for money, whatever they want her to come up with. If she's broke, she ran through an awful lot of money quickly. Again, the Whitney Houston of politics. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Well, on the subject of being broke, uh, we're uh, still working our way up to uh, uh, some uh, solvency. Jake M., we have some donors that we want to thank. Jake M., $150. Thank you for providing the best podcast in the universe and would ask that you de-douche me. It's been a long-time listener and boner. You've been de-douched. He wants uh, us to send some karma to Matt and Sarah as they continue producing more slaves. They sent some karma our way, uh, wife, on a few shows ago. And since then, I had a significant raise. And my wife, Kirsten, locked in her number one choice for her medical residency program. Glad I found smoking hot sugar mama with, I found a hot smoking sugar mama with brains. I think that deserves a, a MILF karma shot. MILF. That's one mother I'd like to. You've got karma. There you go. Good one. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. $130 from Warren Carroll in Des Moines, Washington. It's been 18 months since my last donation, so can I get de-douched? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> You've been de-douched. 
I know that you guys say that karma only lasts about seven days, but when I last donated, I asked for karma for my friend's invention, beer machine that fills through the bottom. Oh, that was, yeah, I remember that a couple of years ago. Yeah. And they now, 18 months later, have machines installed in over 100 locations and had machines at the Super Bowl. Wow. So karma can last at least 18 months. They- <laughs> Xnay on the 18 unchnay. <laughs> Uh, Michael Voss uh, from Parts Unknown, $121.12. Jesse Wilson, Hobart, Indiana, $111.11. And then Anonymous from Brownsville, Texas, uh, $102.14. is a financially strapped schmuck. I already regret parting with this money, but I'm donating anyway because Thursday's show was awesome. Cool. Whether or not listeners consider this show to be a bunch of crock, a bunch of crock, I'll be da- <laughs> I'll be damned if crackpot's crap about Leviathan wasn't convincing, entertaining, and terrifically depressing. We're all screwed. Uh, John's not getting any better with the slide whistle. Yeah, yeah, bull crap. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Readnoagenda.com is amazing. When I checked it out, I was pretty impressed that a similar podcast transcription tool had not been made previously. I was created specifically for No Agenda, apparently. Check it out, slaves. 4.4 is best podcasting universe. Give a karma shot to the guy who made readnoagenda.com. Fanscribed at Golden Spud, G-L-D-N Spud on Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Here you go. You got karma. Yeah, I put that in the show notes now every single time. I, uh, at the top of the the credits of the show notes, I put uh, 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 fanscribe transcription. So this will be 382.readnoagenda.com. You should definitely uh, pitch in on that. That's great. Ryan Breedlove, Amory, Mississippi, $100. Rhino the Bearded, a.k.a. Ryan Breedlove. This donation is for a double shot of karma. One is for John, Adam, and the rest of the No Agenda community as a thanks for all you have done to help make me accomplish and help me accomplish in the past year. You have made me a better human resource, and I thank you for that. Second is for some karma for my No Agenda Best Podcast Universe award show. Kickstarter, I am running. <laughs> Wait a minute, because- we have an award show? Uh, yes. Do we get a tribute? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, remember, for less than a cup of coffee, you can enter douchebag ways and help two podcasters live the American dream of just getting by. It can be found at itm.imkick2, which is, you're going to have to... We'll have to link it. And the donation segments are always one of my favorite parts of the show. Never get rid of them. All right. You've got karma. You know, I got to kind of just interject for one. No, I'll, uh, no. Bookmark. I want to say something about that after we've thanked everybody. Sir Ryan Barrow of Wooten Bassett. Wooten. Uh, $100. I'd like to contribute. Tribute to keep Adam from having to do voiceover work. Oh, as <laughs> ever, keep up. Keep up the I should find another one for the show. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems to work. Yes. Well, hey, it brings it brings in. You know, if that's look, good if, old Navy for puffery, <laughs> pufferizer. Pufferize well, yourself. You. Uh, I'll find an, another one while you're talking. Andrew Seuss, a hundred dollars. Also, I have a little one here. Hold on a second. Oh. What would you Sir like? Michael Miller, uh, we got to. He needs a call out in karma for his wife, Catherine, one hundred twenty-six dollars, and he needs a. He need, wants a. He wants a. Hey, citizen, karma call out for his wife. Hey, citizen, karma. Okay. Hey, citizen. You've got karma. 
He's over there on the other side of the bay. He actually can watch me with his binoculars. Would you like uh, McDonald's? Sorry? Would you like McDonald's? Why would I like McDonald's? Would you like to hear my McDonald's audition? Oh, God. <laughs> Which I didn't get. Adam Curry, <laughs> Vox Agency, McDonald's early adopter. Now, by the way, uh, this, is how, this is what I resort to when donations are down. You always have to be the first in line. You got a smartphone back when everyone else's phone was just sort of clever. You're in before in is even in. And now you're determined to be the very first person to try what's new at McDonald's. <laughs> Come rain or shine. Or oh, rain. So wait a minute. The was the joy. script actually sent using the clever joke? Yeah. That so was they the came up with a joke yes. that says it would be for smart when smartphones were just, just clever. clever. Yeah. <laughs> now listen to this. The simple joy of being first. Oh God. It's so bad. I listen to you know, and and I do the I do these with Ernest. That's and, yeah. Because if you, you if you get one commercial, you can make a lot of money on a national spot. Yeah, well, especially if it's video. How many commercials do you think I've gotten? None. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> zero. <laughs> a big fat zero. You have to keep trying. Well, I'm going to have to. Sarah Morrill in Montreal, Quebec says no. $99.99. I donate today with a happy heart and a tale of supreme no agenda karma success. Another one. Oh. For the past two years, I've been battling Revenue Canada because they wanted to tax me personally on an arts grant that I received in 2003, which is usually tax-free. I was asked to pay a large sum, which included heavy penalties and much arrears interest. I received no agenda karma at each step along the way after the audit upon objecting to the reassessment. And finally, when I submitted my case to the Tax Court of Canada, well... Third time lucky. I won. The judge says that the Canadian Review Agency's case against me would not hold up in court, and they were ordered to pay back the thousands of dollars that they stole from me. So I donate again to share the wealth, and thank you both for the countless hours of witty and intelligent banner that helped me get through my hellish ordeal. I'd also like to wish my partner in crime, Valentino, a happy birthday, which we'll give him that call him out. So on. Nice. And that was uh, Sarah, Sarah Morley. In Montreal. Thank you. That's very generous of you to uh, to share in that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. And, uh, uh, hey, John and Adam, this is Michael Mayatico in Milton, Ontario, another Canadian in uh, 56, 6556. Hey, John and Adam, listening since episode one. I have not donated in a while, but I had to go... I had just had to after that mind-blowing episode on Thursday show. Can I get de-douched and he'd like some karma for me and my family? How about a double? Yeah, you got Douchebag. it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, I take that back. Let's do it properly now. You've been de-douched. Karma. Sorry, I'm, I was off. Okay, but you get the douchebag button ready because he's got a couple. Okay. He'd like to call out Joe Lamorte as a douchebag. Douchebag. For listening and not donating. And Christopher Richards as a douchebag. Douchebag. For not donating in a while. Please note I have forwarded the following domain to No Agenda Show. Unseeninternet.com. Thanks, Rude. That's not bad. Yeah, I like that. Thanks for keeping us slaves informed. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. And now Stefan in Wakefield, West Yorkshire. Dear John and Adam, please don't mention my surname. Time to pay up. Been listening for a year, and it's time to de-douche me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've been de-douched. De-douching cost him $56.78. Celtica. 
Celtica.com. Celtica, C-E-L-L-T-I-C-A, in Zurich. In Zurich. Please pass my apologies to her and give good karma sounds to Mickey. Hmm. All right. 55. You've got karma. I'm not sure what that's all about, but you might. I do, but he didn't want me Robert to say Gold, anything. Robert Gold, Toronto, Ontario, double nickels on the dime. Uh... Special double nickels on that Minutemen donation for new listener Bill Madigan of Toronto and Gitmo Nation Sunshine State. Hey, Bill. Welcome, Bill. And I'd appreciate a Hey Citizen call out for Bill who happens to be coming around to Ron Paul's way of thinking. Hey, Citizen. Kevin, Kelly McCulloch. McCullough. Kelly McCullough. Mechanicsville, Iowa. Uh, double nickels on the Greetings from the Corn Belt. Longtime listener, no time donor. Love the show. Can I get a de-douching? Need some karma? As a little extra never hurts. I also subscribe to the Dollar an Hour program. Keep up the good work. Signed, Kelly. Thank you very much. (laughs) You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Lovely. Intellisolve Corporation, Wildwood, Missouri. Care of Russ from Wildwood. $50 plus $3.81 for the show number. That's a little late. 382, but that's okay. Happy, we'll put in the dollar. Happy birthday to me, giving myself the gift of keeping the greatest podcast in the multiverse on the internets. Michael Pocket in Feltham, Middlesex. Hot Pockets. 5210. <laughs> uh, sorry I've not donated a long time, but times have been hard. I'd like to dedicate the donation to my amazing girlfriend, Gemma who has now become a loyal No Agenda listener. I got Gemma listening to No Agenda whilst on holiday. <laughs> whilst <laughs> on holiday. Whilst. Whilst. That's one hot milk, baby. On holiday, lounging by the pool, and she now listens to the show on her long commute to work, and she loves the show and thinks you're both amazing. Please tell Gemma that I love her lots. Can you give her a Hey Citizen shout out and a karma as I'm sure she needs it putting up with me all the time? Yeah, no doubt. Hey Citizen. You've got karma. He also wants karma as he's waiting to hear if I have an interview for a new role this week. I'm currently studying toward becoming penetration tester. Wow. A penetration <laughs> Sounds tester. Sounds like a good gig to me. <laughs> There's a slide whistle when I need it. Uh possibly the first no agenda hacker of the round table in the future i'd like to i also like to know if it's not too much trouble for a karma shop for my friend john robinson who's got me listening to the show and hopes to see more i hope to see more regularly. Well, i think he got a karma shot so he, he got can share karma. can share please expose the keep exposing the corrupt douchebags yeah we try all right uh lauren uh, the lauren de brun Lawrence de brown lauren lauren's de brown what? Yeah, keep going. Strondheim. <laughs> hey, John and Adam, instead of some lame-ass card, I'd like to make this a Valentine's Day, d- Day donation to my dear little uh, wife, Astrid, in Gitmo Nation, Deutschland. He says Maulwurf. What is that? I don't know. Maulwurf. I don't know. I'll look it up. Maulwurf. It's probably something... Some slang. Yeah. She's the only slave I've been able to bring on board. Although she has some trouble how following. Many, how many so do you need? <laughs> what does it mean? I don't know. I mean, oh. I, I, slave. She has some trouble following the show due to your accents, pop culture references, and in-jokes. 
She nevertheless seems to be on the crackpot side of things. Please give us some karma. I'm not sure if the last batch worked. Oh. Love 382. You've got karma. Oh. Maulwurf is German for mole. Well, maybe it's endearing. Mm, I uh-huh. guess. Yeah. Alexander uh, Munoz. In Hot Springs, Arkansas. Uh, 50-50 in the morning. Citizens, last time I asked for karma for a job, the job sucked. (laughs) Not the karma's fault. I wasn't specific enough. So I went back to school and now I'm a seminary student. Asking for some grad school karma to keep me through my systematic theology. By the way, John, if you can correctly say my name, I'll donate another 50-50 next week. But I give you a 50-50 chance. Alexander Munoz. You've got karma. It's got to be it. Ash. It's on you, man. Hey, citizen. Well, you know, Ash in some place or other, 50-50. Hey, citizens, new listener, first-time donor, giving as giving is loving and all that. I know it's limited, but hopefully my 50 bucks will help support the thing inside the thing, inside the thing, inside the thing. That's no agenda. Glad you spotted uh, Danny in Syria. He's definitely playing out the script, whether he knows it or not. Sky News over here and Gitmo Nation East gives him nearly five minutes of airtime, completely unchallenged by the presenter, where he doled out a series of completely unsubstantiated claims with no footage backing it up. You know what we should do, man? I mean, I got a green screen. We should... uh we should become like correspondents. Yeah, where I say bullcrap. Yeah, no, just like grow the beard and stuff and like uh, uh, thousands. Uh, we can't count the dead. And, just, and, <laughs> and then, have a lot of clicking and stuff. Yeah, and just, call in, and just call in all these stations. The guy's making a killing. Anyway, if you can give me a Hey Citizen Karma, that would be lovely. Hey, Citizen. You've got karma. Right, tight, tight, tight. Tyler Crothers in Lincoln, Nebraska. $50.33. My last name is pronounced Crothers like Brothers. I've been listening since show 198. Definitely need a de-douching. And please send some karma to his... Well, give him a de-douching and a separate karma to his friends. You've been de-douched. And uh, karma for Zach. He builds amazing handmade products in Fort Collins. Let me give him the karma first. So we're looking at this. You've got... Karma. What does he make? Etsy.com slash shop slash. This is really catchy. Yenderbilt. Well, Yenderbilt is probably Googleable. Yenderbilt. Let's look at that after we finish up. Okay. Um, Zoneplex Los Angeles, $50. Need karma for his board game. He has on Kickstarter. Fellow slaves know of its home at zoneplex.net. Game about pyramids and stargates and curryisms. Ooh, very nice. Can't wait to check that one out. You've got. Karma. $50 from Christopher Witt in San Francisco. In the morning, I need a de-douching for not donating. The second I started listening in December, I graduated last May. I'm still looking for work. I recently applied for some jobs that look promising or appreciate some job karma, so he needs a combo douching. Oh, de-douching? de-douching. Okay. <laughs> You've been de-douched. Good old You've George. Got karma. Good old George Scanlon in Carpentersville, Illinois, comes in with $50. Martin Peters. Martin Peters. In uh, VNN. Vianen Utrecht. Vianen Utrecht. $50. Please give my hot MILF Mikey. Is it Mike? How do you pronounce it? Micah. Micah. A birthday shout out for the 12th of February. MILF. That's one mother I'd like to. 
We have an anonymous donation from Kyoto for $50. Uh, Damon Estevez and Isabella Puerto Rico, $50. Uh, this is my first time donating, but don't deduce me since I've been listening for a year and kept procrastinating, so I pretty much deserve it. Instead, I'd like to ask for a shot of karma. I'm a college student. I need some divine intervention to pass the test this Tuesday. The donation comes via my part-time job as a sysadmin. Huh. Well, uh, you do have to kind of study for the test, but here's the it karma. It would help. You've got <laughs> karma. And it's just karma. It's not like, you know, like yeah, it's not a sat right. aid or something. <laughs> <laughs> Tristan Wilson Kerrigan in I thought they were in Wagga Wagga no, but I guess Pat Bradbury yeah. $50 Chad Biederman in Round Lake Illinois $50 I'm a believer no agenda karma works a few weeks ago I asked for karma for my sick cat Mr. Fucker two days later the vet finally discovered the problem and Mr. Fucker is fully recovered hey. please send out a shot of karma to my fellow donors for supporting the best podcast in the universe you got karma. Hey, that fuck, fuck, fucker. Fuck. That, that, uh, what was it? Uh, the stuff that guy makes, Yet, uh, Yendra built. It's nice stuff. Fucker. He makes furniture. Oh, okay. Well, I'll check that out. Yeah, beautiful uh, furniture. Yeah. Malcolm Blair and Kalamazoo, Michigan, $50. And that'll conclude our donation segment. I want to thank everyone who uh, helped us out here and uh, remind you to go to Dvorak.org slash NA, channeldvorak.com, noagendashow.com, and uh, noagendanation.com. And, and uh, we, have push a, buttons. we have some uh, make goods, Jeff Daly. So uh, we, we're not sure if we mess these up or not, but they come in from Buzzkill Jr., who I would like to thank, by the way, for doing such a great job. He's been doing really good on, on uh, the accounting and everything, particularly with all the PayPal crap going on. Uh, Jeff Daly had donated six seven eight nine six seven dollars eighty nine cents. He just wanted karma for his wife. She's trying to get into vet school, so I want to make sure she gets her karma. You've got karma. And Christy Gurnett, or Gurnett, as we'd say here in Tejas, donated fifty six dollars and seventy eight cents five six seven eight. Congrats on your engagement, Adam. Having recently gotten engaged myself, I would like to ask for smooth wedding karma for you and yours, and me and my amazing husband to be David Fox. He loves your show, and if you go down to one show a week, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. Oh, one more thing. Can I get a Hot Pockets jingle just for me? Why don't we do a Hot Pockets Karma jingle combo for you? Hot Pockets. You've got karma. Perfect. And uh, I did want to I got a strange email, John, which I, I didn't respond. I, I didn't copy you on the response because it kind of made me mad. And when I do that, then you always say, why do you deal with this? Why do you even answer that? So <laughs> I do not. That's exactly you what you do. Make me out to some sort of an ogre behind the scenes. You're a buzzkill. <laughs> behind the scenes. By the way, I love this cube table from uh, Yendra. Yendra built. It's nice stuff. Um, so this person was saying, I mean, he was trying to ask it. And, you know, I should actually, I should almost like just get the email because it was... It was trying to be coy, and but but really, really kind of irked me. Yeah, okay, get to it. But it was about the donations. And he's saying, you know, you're selling karma like, uh, uh, here it is. Okay, I, I get the listener-supported model you and John use. Now, listen to what he's saying. I understand why you don't sell advertising, although I could point to several instances where endorsement of certain products that happen to be sold by supporters of the show could be constructed as construed as such. Not true. 
I want to reiterate our model. All we want is people to support the show with the value they think that they're getting from the program. And we make suggestions. And we also, this is very different from like NPR. You want to take the NPR logo and go sell some mugs? Want to see what happens? You'll be sitting in jail, mofo. Anyone can take our show. They can do whatever they want. We have no they can repost it. Open we encourage source. people to put it on their blog. Take logos, whatever you want. And if you make money off of it, it would be nice if you sent us something. No obligation. We have no uh, connection to these products. If a listen, Now, here's the question. If a listener or syndicate of listeners were to pay you and John to stop begging for donations, would you do it? I was offended by that. We're not begging for donations. It's a value-for-value model, and 99% of our audience listens to this on a podcast. If it annoys you to listen to this, and by the way, sometimes I think it's funny to listen. I I think we try to make it entertaining. I think our donation segment is sometimes the best part of the show. I agree. But once in a while. Yeah. You can fast-forward through it. No one's forcing you to listen to the segment or to the show at all. Go away. And then he says, would you stop the modern-day equivalent of early Roman Catholic selling indulgences? (laughs) You call it karma. The modern Pentecostals call it word-faith giving. They are both offensive to intelligent people who, under other circumstances, would support you. Bull crap. Uh, That's bull bull crap. crap. We had a guy that – there's one note that we both got from some guy. says, you know – you guys should only do one show a week. I'll give you, I'll donate if you go to one show a week. Right. But, you know, we over the, over the years, the first thing you learn is these guys who promise to do something if you do something. Mm-hmm. They never do it. And they're mm-hmm. just trying to get you to do what they want. And it's like they're always, sca- they're, they're basically the scammers trying to push their weight around and trying to right. trick you. Well, here's but the. Why don't you do this? And then I'll get, I remember this one guy, there used to be some guy in Holland, by the way. Who disappeared? He stopped listening, but he would he would donate a nickel. <laughs> I had to look at this all the time. He'd do it like he donate a nickel about ten times a day for like a couple months, and so the PayPal thing would have the nickel in and the nickel out because it was cost, cost a nickel, right? You get nothing. Yeah, they wouldn't charge me more than the nickel, but they would pull the nickel back, and I never got a nickel. I just zero. Literally, never got a nickel out. from the guy. And the guy sent a note, and he says. And he had all these things he would do. He says, you know, if you guys stop asking for donations, then I'll donate. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, now this, so this guy then tries to trick me. He says, in return for a truly anonymous income stream that did not depend on anything but you simply dissecting the media, i.e. your show without the offensive beg fest, would you do it? If so, what is the magic number? Give us the dollar amount. Now, let me just say, we would never do that. A... All of the uh, support for the show is completely transparent. We, t- we tell you the numbers. We give you the amounts right here. Uh, we know who's donating. We don't want anonymous. And if we actually, oh, you know what? Let's not talk about our value for value model. Let's just take this, this big chunk of money from some anonymous sources. That's the easiest way to kick us off the air or compromise us. Because all they have to do is say, oh, we're not going to pay you this month. And then we'd be screwed. So we're never going to do that. I didn't like what you... Well, he's already offended by certain aspects of the show. So you already have... You already have a, a bad advertiser. Somebody who's, who's got nothing good to say is moaning and groaning. This is exactly why we don't take advertising because you can never find, there's no such thing as a good advertiser. They're always, well, you know, we don't think you should. We, you know, we're big supporters of Ron Paul and, or we're supporters of Mitt Romney and we don't want to hear bad things about him. Right. Oh, we don't like that. We don't like or the you're, Or you're not stories. doing enough of this or you're not you're doing not, enough right, of that. That's the other one. You're not yeah. doing enough. Why don't you just do that? 
We've built this model over five years, and you're wasting your time by sending these complaints. You are. <laughs> well, you, they're wasting everybody's time. No, I'm, reminded, not, I, I'm reminded of Peter Goober once had this... Uh, they had this great show called Shootout with uh, Peter Bart. It was on the AMC on Sunday mornings. It was insight. It was about the movie business, and it was all inside stuff. But Goober talked about when he was running the Sony Pictures. You know, he had this right, yeah. president CEO. So they came, they came after a year, and they had like uh, uh, they did like twenty movies, and there were two mega hits. And he goes to these Sony executives who are saying, what, what's wrong with this movie? Oh, that movie didn't do very well. This movie didn't do very well. This one did okay. And then and this was a big hit. And this was a huge hit. And the Sony executive with the straight face says, I, I have it. I know what to do. Do more movies like these two. <laughs> what an idiot. You know, do more of these. Why are you doing these other movies that aren't making money? Just do these two over, you know, in different ways. It's like you don't get it. I'd like, well, and also people think, it, it's the same with us. People think it's so easy. You know, they're like, man, I can't believe you talk about Whitney Houston. And it's like, it, it's, yeah, it's real easy. I, I just sit here all week and make up the great stuff. I just make it up. It's, this is hard work that we do. Hard well, work. It's also boring at sometimes. Yeah. Very, it's deadly. So it's like a good trade-off. You know, we enlighten people's lives, particularly people who drive a lot and commute a lot, and they like it, and they get entertainment out of it, and they work hard at their jobs, and we share in it, and uh, we're commies. It's great. I love it. It works. (laughs) It's perfect. We're commies. All right. Uh, If you want to support the show, uh, there's only one thing I have to do is program your brain to remember this. Dvorak.org slash N-A. People always like to donate some uh, cash. No blankets or water, thank you very much. Just cash. Uh, To hear their name mentioned on the show in relation to a birthday, Devin Osterhoff congratulates himself. He celebrates today. Happy birthday, Sarah Morley. Congratulates her partner in crime, Valentino, born on the 14th. Hmm, wonder how they came up with that name. Christopher Witt. Witt. Or Witt. Congratulates his girlfriend, Eliza. She turns 25 on the 17th, or Eliza, but I think Eliza. Russ from Wildwoods says happy birthday to himself. He celebrates on the 23rd. Martin Peters to his MILF, Micah. Ah, she celebrates today. And Vicki Williamson for her husband, Marty. He turns 46 on Valentine's Day. Happy birthday on behalf of all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. Hey, hey! Um, any nights? Any nights? No night. No, we haven't had nights in a while. Uh, nighthoods are kind of dwindling a little bit. It's okay. Uh, we gave ourselves this month to evaluate, and people got the message, which is nice, and it's appreciated. And I feel loved. And then when I feel loved, I, I do good work. Uh, I come up with uh, le- Leviathan type stuff, or at least my eyes get open. Yes, and now you got to be. You got to beat it. You got to do better. Well, I don't think I can beat the gay thing with John Huntsman. You know, that was really, you've, you've raised the <laughs> hey, bar on me. somebody's got to do it. Well, something d- interesting did happen, and it kind of got snowed under. And I've uh, edited the uh, compromised ABC News report from Diane Sawyer, so we can listen to what is being said. And then I'd like to, that's a Bloomberg report that uh, relates back to what this is. And I connected a couple dots, and this uh, has to do with campaign finance for President Obama, who, by the way, doesn't seem to be spending a lot of money on anything yet. He, I don't think he has any cash. I think he needs to get some cash 
Do you see any money uh, flowing? I don't, I don't see any super PACs spending tons of dough. Well, he opened a super PAC. I think they're collecting a lot of money. And if the uh, all goes well, he can not run for re-election and take the money home. Well, close to a billion dollars. Well, he he needs to come up with probably one five or two billion to really do it. To really make the media love him, he has to come up with a lot more money. Because you know, I'm sure Romney... Well, the billion will be the record. I mean, no one's ever spent even a billion yet. By the way, if you just change two letters in Romney's name, it says our money, which I think should be... We should, we should call him that. Our money. His name is our money, yo. Our money. You know what? Have you, I mean, it's like subliminal. You look at the Romney, and I keep seeing our money. Our money. Your I money, my money. Romy. No, I see. I see our money. Well, no, I might start seeing that. Yeah, you why? But but think about the connotation. It's our money. <laughs> the original gangster rapper, our money, y'all. Um, so here is, um, of course, you know we had the we've bailed out the banks. We gave them uh, almost. We gave them more than a trillion dollars. We lent them trillions and trillions of dollars. Uh, everyone was scamming. There's in, everything's a freaking scam that no, they're sitting on. No one goes to jail. Not a single, except for that one idiot who did like an insider deal. That one, uh, that one uh, Indian guy. Yeah, the yeah, they, they, yeah, he's the patsy. He's the patsy. The one guy. I don't, I don't even guy, know. If he's, he he may not even be in jail. We don't even know if he's in jail. He was convicted. I don't know if he was convicted. Then no one cares. Um, and this comes out. The president makes a big deal about this, which is kind of like, I'm going to open my stash and I'm going to give you all some money. And this is about the $26 billion fine, and it's positioned as such. And any, and, and John, you own your house, right? You have a mortgage on it, though, but you own it, right? Yeah. You have a mortgage. Yeah. So do you think that you're underwater? No, I'm not underwater. That's a bummer because even if you're $1 underwater, I'm better off. Yeah, probably. But even mortgage. if you're $1 underwater, According to this new scheme, uh, the banks are going to help you. Mm. Um, so there's two, th- two parts to this. One, uh, I know what this is. They're not actually going to take any money off of your principal. That's a lie. And you'll hear the attorney general from New York in this report uh, skirt around the issue. What they do is, let's say you have a 30-year mortgage. They're going to lower your monthly payments. And the way you lower the monthly payment is by saying, okay, we'll just extend your loan to 40 years. That's how, that, that's how they do it. They're not actually going to give you any money. And this well, is, that's no good. Well, no, of course not. But listen to, the, listen to Diane Schreier, who was uh, probably drunk again. And then this guy talked. I've edited this down to like a minute and a half because it was a long report making it feel good. It's just all kinds of weird stuff, and then I'll read the Bloomberg report. Today, the Justice Department announced that five of America's biggest banks will be forced to pay a record penalty, $26 billion, for their role in the mortgage mess. They will also have to help a lot more homeowners renegotiate better mortgage terms. So tonight, millions of American families are asking this. What does it mean for us? How much? How soon? And ABC's David Muir talked to the people who negotiated this deal today. David. By the way, it's great, isn't it? It? Like, hey, man, Obama, he's coming through. He's going to give me some of his stash. Yo, screw that our money, bitch. 
Obama's going to give me money. Diane, as you know, we've been reporting from day one here on homeowners struggling to get the banks to modify their mortgages. And tonight, here's what's different about this landmark settlement. These five banks have agreed to help homeowners across the board, not just the ones missing payments. All homeowners who are underwater paying more on their mortgage than their home is worth. Tonight, those five banks have now agreed to spend that $26 billion to finally help nearly one million struggling homeowners, either refinancing their mortgage rate or modifying their mortgage altogether. Yeah, that's it. Modifying their mortgage altogether, which means it's just going to be modified in, in, in time. This is what the original plan was, which no one bought into. New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman helped lead the charge with all 50 states. Let's talk about the average homeowner. When they hear about their mortgage coming down, the principal, how much is it going to come down? It's going to be done on a case-by-case basis. <clears throat> Bullshit. Potential. 10,000, 20,000. It could, could well be, could be more. <laughs> so, wouldn't it be like some percentage or something? No, could well be, could be more. Yeah, it's case-by-case. Case. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Economists tell us the average homeowner helped could see 20,000 knocked off what they owe. And their rate, the American homeowner paying a mortgage rate of, say, 7%, 175000 in debt. This plan could help bring their mortgage rate down to 5.5%, saving them $250 a month, 3000 a year. Yeah, but when, when you have extended payments, then, yeah, your percentage rate goes down, but you're actually going to wind up paying more at the end. It's a, it's a trick, I think. Yeah, you were telling me earlier that even if you're a dollar behind, you could get a letter... The banks are being, yes, the banks are being forced, even if you're just a dollar underwater on your mortgage, to send you a letter to say, come on in, let's take another look at your mortgage. And what about those Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae? Yeah, that's the, the other half of the population in this oh. country. I asked New York's Attorney General, he said their eyes are on Fannie and Freddie next. And so for homeowners watching us tonight, stay tuned for that. Okay, so uh, obviously it's only for uh, half of the country. Now here's here's what was kind of weird. So I'm trying to find out, I'm trying to find the document of the actual agreement. And producers, bat signal to producers, please find me the, you know, I love reading this stuff. I don't care if it's a hundred, if it's a thousand pages of legalese, I'll get through it. I'll do this. This is what I do. So you don't have to. I want to read the document. I can't find it anywhere. I just can't. Do you want to read some cables from China about uh, gay marriage? (laughs) You've got to keep busy somehow. So I'm reading a, uh, a report on Bloomberg written by Stephen Greenhut. And he says, I'll just read this to you. Why should a taxpayer in Houston or Wichita bail out irresponsible California homeowners, banks, and the state public employees retirement fund? Yet... That's exactly what the Obama administration is looking to do in its latest effort to shore up a housing market that continues to sag as large percentages of Americans remain underwater in their mortgages. The administration is pleased that California's attorney general is now on board with the president's multi-billion dollar bank settlement after securing tougher measures to benefit individual homeowners. More good news, more good California-based news for President Barack Obama. Bank of America Corp. has become the first large mortgage provider in the Golden State to take part in a federally funded Keep Your Home program that would pay banks to reduce the balances that struggling California homeowners owe them. So apparently Stephen Greenhut has more information than I can get my hands on It sounds to me like 
what ABC News is reporting as a penalty, these banks will be just lopping off, uh, or depending on individual cases, lopping off some money, that California is actually getting the money from the government. I'll read that again. Yeah, you might as well. More good California-based news for President Barack Obama, Bank of America Corp., has become the first large mortgage provider in the Golden State to take part in a federally funded Keep Your Home program that would pay banks to reduce the balances that struggling California homeowners owe them. So I'm like, so I'm looking around, I'm trying to figure out, well, what is going on? How come on one hand we're being told the banks are being penalized, on the other hand, it appears that this whole program is being paid for? And then I see, I notice, because, you know, I'm all over this California thing, because that's where I believe, uh, based upon all this Ulster report and insider stuff that I've been reading, that uh, Obama's uh, previous campaign was funded through the, uh, you know, the corrupt bank out there in California that got federal tax dollars in, uh, uh, in, in the bailout. And, uh, you know, that money from Feinstein got stolen. I mean, so the banks in California are highly suspicious in my book. And it says the administration is pleased that California attorney general is now on board with the president's multi-billion dollar bank settlement. So who is the attorney general of California? Now, remember, this is the guy um, that the uh, the long term Democratic insider fought against and got killed for. California journey, Attorney General is Kamala Harris. Right? So Kamala Harris says, yep, we're on board. Bring that money in. Interesting that Kamala Harris's brother-in-law is a guy named Tony West, who is an assistant Attorney General working directly under Eric Holder. But Tony West, in 2008, was a bundler for Obama, who brought in, are you sitting down, $65 million. Now, you know, when you read about people who bundle donations for a presidential campaign, it's a million here, a million there. This guy brought in $65 million? That is not, that's, that's a big amount of money. So I'm smelling a big rat here that this money is going to go right out of the federal coffers or printed up for at the Federal Reserve, be sent to Citibank, and it's going to go straight into Obama's super PAC. Well, that's a good idea. What's, <laughs> why didn't we think of it? <laughs> so if anyone can find me documentation on whether this is truly a payment that these banks have to make or if they're getting maybe it's uh maybe they're getting another you know 26 billion in really like zero interest loan that they can just borrow from the fed and then they can use that i mean i I need to know what's going on here because of course you know whitney houston died so no one's reporting on it but this is this is very 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 suspicious and this kamala harris who had to win, and who um, the longtime Democratic insider who uh, actually organized the guy who saw that there were two Obamas or whatever, he saw something and he started talking about it, got killed 
He's the guy that is now so oh, I'm on board. And to be honest about it, there's no reason. Kamala Harris was really wasn't a very good. At, uh, she was the district attorney in San Francisco. Wasn't very good at her job. Oh, it's a, a she had no none of the uh, qualifications to actually get this other job and had a very strong uh, Republican candidate from Southern California where all the votes are. Uh, right. Who was leading the whole time, and somehow she wins. Yeah. How does that work? Mm-hmm. Mm. It was kind of a sh- surprise to me. Well, great. Thanks. Well, no, it's, <clears throat> it's my project for the coming week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into this. You know, I love these documents. Please send me. I mean, the president can't just say, uh, yeah, I did a deal. I did a deal with these guys, 26 bill, and not publish the documents. You can't just do that. Well, if you can do whatever he wants, obviously, but you know what I mean? It's like that that should be public, shouldn't it? I can't find it. I can't mm-hmm. find it. I mean, maybe I'm not Googling right. But somebody should be able to help me. What's it called again? Keep your home program. Maybe I maybe I didn't Google that term. Let's see. Maybe you should you should you may have to contract or contact one of the congressional offices to get uh Somebody to help you from the inside. Yeah, but which one is the is not dangerous to my health? I think you're a local boy there in Texas. Texas is pretty safe. KeepYourHomeCalifornia.org. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll be looking into that. And uh, let me just... Uh, I, I only got one more thing, which is, uh, you know, I can't, I can't help myself calling out the shills who are telling you to take Gardasil. The dentist yeah. now the dentist now telling you to take Gardasil. 55-year-old women emailing me saying, you know, my doctor said I should take Gardasil. Yeah, I haven't used that thing in years. You know, just... And, <laughs> but now Dr. Drew, the biggest shill in the biz. Uh, so he's talking about the, the Leroy 200 now, I think. I, I lost count how many, chil- how many children are, are going schizophroid crazy tickazoid is a little clip one of my producers uh, one of our producers sent us but my question is basically um i've heard kind of like various different kinds of long-term horror stories for people who receive anal sex over the long term now i myself have only given it and my question is now did you hear what he said i just want to make sure you hear what he said yeah, something about he's always given it. A- anal sex. He says about, about long-term anal sex. This is a Dr. Drew question on television. He says, the, the long, I, and he says, I, so he's talking about anal sex, and he's saying that he only gives, so he would be what we call in the business a top. I'll play it again and listen to Dr. Drew's. Uh, what uh, business is this? Go on. <laughs> but my yeah. question is basically, um, I've heard kind of like, various different kinds of long-term horror stories for people who receive anal sex over the long term. Now, I myself have only given it. And my question is, is it really true that if you receive it like on a regular basis when you're younger, that when you hit like 50, you're going to be like wearing Depends? (laughs) Now, wait. So, legitimate question. As a bi-curious male, my ears perk up. I'm like, okay. You know, I don't want to be wearing... I don't want to be wearing Depends. 
So, uh, well, how does Dr. Drew answer this? Or is that? It, it, well, normally you don't hit 50 if you've received it on a regular basis when you're younger because you get claimed by AIDS. But nowadays. Oh, that's uh, Adam Carolla, by the way. Well, let's be oh, honest. Well, well here's the, the, the big thing you got to watch out for now is HPV. You got to make sure you get that Gardasil vaccine because the HPV is highly what? associated with anal cancer, but also head and neck cancer. So even if you're just engaging in oral sex, you got to take that Gardasil mm-hmm. vaccine. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane not to take it. So. <laughs> How about not penetrating your anus? That it's insane not to take. You're insane. Not, what are you engaged in anal sex? You're insane not to take Gardasil. It will protect you. What a crock! Of course, you're insane, Doctor Drew. You are the biggest shill in the universe. That was bad. It's horrible. It's just. Absolutely, it's abhorrent, actually. This is the definition of abhorrent. Unbelievable. And this is well, the guy... that was a nice, depressing clip. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't bother you. What? The clip? Well, you, you or, the, or this, these, these guys, Drew, and he's not the worst. He's one of the worst, but I don't think he's the worst shell. That other guy who keeps wearing the the smock, Sanjay. Show what? No, no, it's not Sanjay. He's I would put him under uh, under Drew. No, there's this one guy. He's got this on some show. He's like what? He's the he's the open. Oh, Doctor Oz, Doctor Oz. Yeah, Doctor Oz. That guy's terrible. Yeah. Well, here's what they're going to be talking about. Uh, They're going to be talking about uh, Viagra now being an effective treatment for uh, a very rare disease in children. Of course, uh, it's very handy that Viagra is running out of patent, so we've got to find some other uses for it. Stanford researchers have discovered a drug for a rare and often untreatable disease that leaves children with massive and sometimes deadly growths on their faces, necks, and other parts of their bodies. Here's the twist. The drug is Viagra. I mean, how do you discover that? Hey, kid, you've got this horrible growth on your face. Take this. Take this blue t- five-month-old girl. Here. Lane stumbled upon Viagra as a possible... Stumbled upon Viagra stumbled. As, as a possible treatment. And this is from the San Francisco Chronicle. Gate. SF, Gate. SF Gate. Lane stumbled upon Viagra as a possible treatment for that child, a five-month-old girl, by accident. How does that happen? Now, come on. And then, of course, uh, we're look- it's that time of year again. The new DSM is coming out. This is the uh, American uh, Psychiatric Association. They describe oh, uh, yeah. this is a good story. the mental disorders. Everything now is a mental disorder. That's right. Millions of healthy people, including shy or defiant children, grieving relatives, and people with fetishes may be labeled mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, grieving is mentally ill. You know, somebody just died. And yeah, you're, oh, 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 they died. I don't know why, but you're mentally ill, lady. You're mentally ill. And if you have a fetish, you're mentally ill. And, of course, we have the oppositional defiant disorder. I, that's my favorite. I think I yeah, have that. Kid. No. Yeah. You can't make me. Yeah. I want an iPad. Oppositional Defiant Disorder and Apathy Syndrome. <sighs> and this is what the site... And, and of course, I'm sure there'll be some lovely drugs for it. Vivance, Adderall, whatever they come up with. Viagra. 
I think Viagra. Just give Viagra to everybody. What a wonderful world it would be. Are you shy or defiant? Or do you have a horrible growth on your face? Viagra. <laughs> You're not fooling me, people. So in California, I might have mentioned this, that they've decided to jack up the uh, corrections. Uh, another $895 million. to So it's $8.7 billion. What do you mean? This is what they're spending on uh, prisons? Uh, on prisons. They're going to jack it up by another almost a, an additional billion dollars. And to do that, they've decided to pull all the funding for the libraries, killing a mere $12.5 million. So every library now is being defunded by the state so it could go into prisons. This is the, this is a, a California Democrat-dominated, you know, uh, System. We've got the governors, you know, Jerry yeah. Brown, and all yeah. the rest. Yeah. So we're gonna. So the idea is just just give more money to prisons, and and keep keep kids out of those damn libraries by shutting them down. <laughs> yeah, because that'll put them in prison faster. Yeah, you make, there's money to be made in prison. Nobody makes money from a kid going to a library and reading a book that they could have been bought. They could have bought. And you said I bummed you out with the anal sex thing. No reading. No reading. Just go to jail. Yeah. Or go to jail and do some work in there. There's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> All right. I think we should get out of here, John, because uh, you're bumming me out. We do have a No Agenda producer update coming. Uh, if you're listening to the live stream, they will be speaking about uh, fixing the stream, no doubt. I'm not quite sure what's going on, but we may what's be... What's wrong with the stream? I don't know. It's like we're being jacked somehow. And uh, about the new website... Which, uh, of course, lots what of new people. website. Well, the the Nag Radio uh, oh, okay. website. <laughs> yeah, when you What's hear that? The, when you hear the show, you'll know what that was. <laughs> and uh, this evening, if you are going to watch, uh, I presume a lot of people will. It'll be a huge show, predicting big ratings for the Grammys. When Jennifer Hudson performs, be on the lookout for uh, triangles, pyramids, all-seeing eyes, and checkerboards. Guarantee you they're going to be in there. Illuminati. After your ass. Trying to take your energy. They won't get mine because I'm here at Camp MoFo in the Drone Star State. On your side. Fighting evil. Every single day. In the morning. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where, I don't know, not much is happening. I'm John C. Dvorak. Talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda. Now, get out there and whoop Obama's behind. Whooping, 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 whooping with the Constitution. Dvorak.org slash N-A